Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. All you have to do is visit GEICO.com for free. Rate. Quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Marty Spanier. Torres, this is what I'm talking about. Let's go, Arnie. When I said, why are we bored to death week after week? Finally, some great games out there. This has been a great Saturday, huh? Arnie, I told you, there's a reason you don't eat ice cream as the appetizer (laughs) when you sit down for a meal in a nice restaurant. You want the best for later on, right? And so we've had a very kind of quiet open to the college football season. A quiet four or five weeks or whatever, four weeks or whatever it is, five weeks. This is week seven, so technically uh, six. (laughs) But, you know, if we had gotten all those upsets in week one, we don't get Florida LSU, two undefeated teams, uh, Saturday night in Death Valley. We don't get Penn State, Iowa, two top 20 teams. We don't get... Oh, we still would have gotten South Carolina, Georgia. But the other ones we wouldn't have gotten. And guess what? There's more good games in the coming weeks. I'm fired up, man. And there's more good games going on right now. We'll keep you updated on what's going on with LSU Florida. Um, By the way, later on in the show, we're going to do a – well, first I wanted us to do our top five. Ooh, okay. And as I'm I'm doing my top five, I'm like, "Ah, let's make it a top seven, make it a little bit easier. 
And then, of course, as I'm doing my top seven, I couldn't just stop at seven. I had to do my top ten. It's like potato chips. I couldn't have just one. Oh, my so goodness. Okay. Maybe we'll do our top five, top seven, top ten. I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't make up my mind. Uh, so um, we'll get to that later on. Pete Futek College uh, Football News uh, will join us in about 15, 20 minutes from now. Make sense of everything that happened. Of course, Bernie Fratto in the power hour of the show. What is Vegas saying? And I know it's got a lot to say. Uh, not only with today's games, a full great slate of NFL action tomorrow. So we'll get to that also. Um, but first things first. Let's back up. Let's go. And okay. by the way, we will keep everybody updated because um, LSU did just intercept the pass. So they're up 35-28 over Florida, 7-26 left in that game. So uh, that one's been a great one, Torres. Have you been watching that? That I, I'm shocked that Florida's offense has been able to put that many points on the board. Um, there's been a little bit of a back-and-forth game. This has been a, a real good one to watch. It has been, and yeah, no, I'm amazed too. Uh, Florida, of course, they 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 haven't, even though they are six and zero coming into today or five and zero or whatever they were, they right. haven't been great offensively. Even in the win last week against Auburn, they turned the ball over a ton. I'm with you to go on the road. We all know that LSU is one of the most hostile environments in college football. They're going toe-for-toe with them right now, and obviously LSU may be pulling away right now, but I've been impressed with Florida so far. Absolutely. By the way, Joe Burrow, um, you're going to look at the numbers and say, well, he's only about 210, 220 yards passing right now, but 18 of 21. I mean, you want to talk about a field general. This guy is doing it all. It's just been fantastic. You want to talk about a guy that gets overlooked a lot, uh, it's Joe Burrow. But we'll get to that later on as we back up a lot of games. If you want to be part of the the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One if you want to tweet us. And we should get tweets like we're a rock star today. But it all started with the early games, Georgia and South Carolina. Uh. (laughs) Unbelievable. I got to tell you, Georgia just seemed flat, disinterested. They uh, just initial thoughts on that. They just couldn't get out of their way. Um, shocked that they they came in so flat like that, uh, Torres. Oh, I've been sitting here waiting all day for this. They are the biggest frauds going. They, wow! Listen, you and I, Arnie, for three hours last yeah. year on the day of the SEC championship, right. they claimed, "Oh, we're, we were so close to Bama, and we should be in the playoff." You know what? Bama doesn't lose games like that today. And so for Georgia, 100% right, Arnie. They came out completely flat. Uh, South Carolina was down to their third-string quarterback, and they still won between the hedges. Georgia, Georgia, great program. They got a long way to go before they want to start telling people that they're on par with Bama and all those other great teams. I was going to ask you if you still had Georgia in your top 10, but the, the way you're talking, I don't think so. We'll get to, we'll get to that later on. Um, South Carolina did without their starting quarterback for a good chunk of the game. Um, who was they, well, their starting quarterback got hurt in week one. So the, this yeah. was the backup already. Right, the third right. string was the one that finished the game. And he was actually having a good game he when was. he got hurt. Um, they brought in Joyner and, you know, Joyner really, you know, did okay. Um, couldn't really generate a lot of offense throwing the ball downfield. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I was a little shocked the way things trans, uh, you know, the way they developed toward the end of the game, um, especially when South Carolina decided to go for what, like a hundred yard field goal or something <laughs> like that. I'm saying to myself, are, are you serious? Um, you know, maybe go for it or punt it. But if you miss this, you're going to put them in good field goal range. And of course they were lucky enough uh, not to have that burn them. And then of course they missed the one in overtime that would have won the game Torres and I'm like, oh, they're not going to win this game. 
Uh, they were lucky to pull this out. Georgia at home, South Carolina down to their third-string quarterback, as you mentioned. Georgia a 21-point favorite. I don't even know if Georgia's going to stay in my top 10 right now. Uh, you know, listen, I mean, if you want to keep them in your top 10, it's fine. Of course, <laughs> Well, no, 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 they beat Notre Dame. I mean, they have a good win on their resume. And I will say, like, people brought it up. I think Pete Futek brought it up today is like, look, they still control their own destiny. I mean, if they win out, they would win the SEC East. If they won the SEC East and they win the SEC Championship game, they're going to be in the playoff. But I would ask you, Arnie. The offense wasn't great against Notre Dame, right? even in a win, and it was obviously a disaster today at home. I I have no problem if you want to keep them in your top 10. I just don't see enough where I think that they're going to go the rest of the schedule without losing another game. If I do, they'll be at number 10 because, let's face it, besides the Alabama, Clemson, Ohio States, which will be one through three, um, you got to keep Oklahoma in there with their victory over Texas. You got LSU if they hang on. It looks like they will because they just scored again. So LSU's going to be up there. Wisconsin, uh, you know, with the shutout, 38-0. Um, Notre Dame, though they played a lesser opponent in USC, they don't drop for that. Penn State beat Iowa. Um, and how much do you really want to drop Florida for losing for LSU when you just said you're really impressed with them? I, You know, how, how far are you going to... You know, where are you going to put Georgia ahead of Florida? That's pretty much it, you know? A hundred percent. And listen, I mean, listen, and and I know we're talking now one lost teams, two lost teams, all that stuff. Listen, I thought Texas looked pretty good today. I did too. Absolutely. Yeah. Oregon is quietly playing itself back up the power rankings. So uh, I just would say with this with Georgia is we've heard for two years now that they're closing in on Bama and they're so close and they've been so close. It's like Bama doesn't lose those games, man. And so for them to come so unfocused, and I think that tonight really spotlighted their biggest issue, which is I know they got a bunch of guys that are going to play in the NFL on offense, but I don't see it. I don't. I, the 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 sum is not uh, uh, the sum is greater, or the parts are greater than the sum. I guess is the right way to say it. But you watch them, and it's like you just wait for all these big plays, and they just don't come, and it burned them today. You want to get part of the show, like I said, Aaron underscore, uh, underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Georgia goes down. Jake Fromm with the three interceptions. Um, his quarterback rating was just abysmal. Uh, they ran the ball. They ran it okay. Um, you know, Swift was good. But otherwise, I said to myself, this is not the same Georgia team that put him in the top three or four in the country. They're a lot better than this. Or maybe we had them overrated. If they play like this again, they're going to get about three losses on their schedule, maybe even four, if they continue like this because um, there's a lot of tough teams on that schedule. And, you know, just the the big ones are coming up, and I just don't like the way they looked at all today, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking Georgia, I mean, listen, I know Florida's not playing particularly well right now, but, again, got to keep in mind that's their second tough game back-to-back. They're on the road at LSU. The Florida will be playing Georgia on a neutral field. Oh, by the way, let's not forget that Auburn, I know they lost last week, but Auburn has had their moments. And then, oh, by the way, you got to play Bama or maybe LSU in the <laughs> SEC. Like, like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Listen, this, there's a reason that we, and this is a big argument in college football every year, is what do you do with teams uh, if they continue to win when you have them high in the rankings? And the only point I'm trying to make is I don't care what the rankings said preseason. I don't care where they finished last year. This is not right now a team that I look at that I can that I'm going to sit here and say Florida, Auburn, and then potentially Bama that they're going to beat all three of them. I just don't see it, Arnie. I really don't. All right. Um, okay. Let's get to Oklahoma and Texas right now uh, because I got to tell you when 
Oklahoma, Oklahoma came down. They score. They take the 7-0 lead. I don't know if you do this, but I, I do this all the time. I'm like, oh, oh it's a boat race now. They're going to be 50 to nothing. Yeah, they're going to crush them. Absolutely crush them. Uh, it was only 10-3 at halftime, and I'm saying to myself, uh-oh, uh, Oklahoma's got some problems. And then when Texas tied it up, I was really impressed with this Texas defense. I thought they did a great job on Jalen Hurts. Yes, he did run for about 130 yards, but they stopped him from passing the ball. Uh, and like I said, did a tremendous job in, in slowing down that Oklahoma offense, at least in the first half they did. Of course, you can't slow them down the whole game. And, you know, Texas had their chances, but Oklahoma just a little bit too much for them. Uh, even Elgar, not a great game for him also. So defenses both stepped up in this game. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a big story going into this week. And one of the reasons that I love doing this show with you, Arnie, is we kind of get to get a, get ahead on the storylines. Yeah. And I think the storyline this week is going to be, listen, that Oklahoma defense, yes, they gave up 27 points, but you and I both watched that game, and they were phenomenal on defense and, as you said, really slowed down the Texas attack. And so I bring it up because the last two years – Oklahoma has made the playoff, but their defense has let them down for the most part in big games. And I'm sitting here saying now, if you can slow down that Texas attack and you can play real defense, why can't Oklahoma play with the big boys, the teams that they've struggled with in the past the last couple years? Oh, of course they can. But, you know, this is what we've argued about before when we've talked about quarterbacks. And today you saw the difference uh, between Tua and between Jalen Hurts. All right, okay. and not that not the two put up, uh, or he didn't even have more than three hundred yards, but the difference is the next level when we're talking about you. Sundays. All right, um, I really didn't think there was that much of a gap, Aaron. To be honest with you, but but there is a, I don't know, a sizable gap. I don't I don't know how you want to measure it, but to a much better prospect. As a matter of fact, I'm starting to doubt that maybe even Jalen Hurts. I might, I would take maybe Joe Burrow. Um, think about uh, Herbert. I mean, I'd have to doubt where you know where I would take Jalen Hurts in, in the whole quarterback uh, situation. Well, I think it's going to be an interesting narrative whether Oklahoma continues to win, whether they go to the playoff, whether they win the championship, whatever. Because listen, I was watching, and I said this the other night. I was watching that that uh, Cleveland Browns game against the San Francisco 49ers. Right, and Baker Mayfield just looked completely lost. Right. And Kyler Murray hasn't been great. And I know both of them, there are problems with the team. When you're the number 1 overall draft pick, there are going to be issues, O-line, all that stuff. But I think what we're seeing is that Lincoln Riley gets the absolute most out of these quarterbacks, and I wonder if that's actually going to hurt Jalen Hurts in the draft process because, yeah, he's been great, but all these other Lincoln Riley quarterbacks aren't succeeding at the next level the way that we thought. I wonder if that hurts Jalen Hurts, and then, of course, you know, the Tua thing is a different deal, but even still, that, that was kind of a thought that I had this week watching both the NFL and college. I, I don't think it's going to drop him. Look, a lot of these quarterbacks do benefit from the system that they're in. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, look at some of these um, Big 12 quarterbacks that are doing great in the NFL. Sure. Kind of a reverse of what you think, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe they've, you know, been overlooked. When they came into the NFL, we'll get to that. We got the top 25 to look at. Pete Futek going to join us next from College Football News. We'll break down the top 25. So much to get to. We're just starting things off. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Marty Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, it's October, which means it's Geico Ween. Don't be scared by high rates on car insurance. This Geico Ween, get a quote with Geico and see how much you can save. Maybe so much it's scary. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to go and get a hold of us, be part of the show real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Uh, let's get to our guest joining us now. Uh, joins us pretty much every week from College Football News and collegefootballnews.com. Our buddy Pete Futek. Pete, right out of Georgia. What a major disappointment. It just gets harder. How do you lose a game? Uh, they lose their quarterback. You're at home. Three touchdown favorite. Uh, they let that one slip right through their fingers. That was an awful performance. They could not handle the South Carolina pass rushes. They outplayed them. I mean, they, I like all these people say, well, they got outplayed. No, they didn't. They, South Carolina only gained like 290 yards of total offense. But for whatever reason, Jake Fromm had an off day. Uh, South Carolina's defense came up with the big plays, the big picks, uh, and they came through. I mean, uh, you had the missed field goals late. They couldn't take the win until they did. And all of a sudden, boom, there's your loss for Georgia, and there's your curveball that we've been kind of waiting for for a while. 
Pete, I know that obviously, look, and I think I even saw you tweet this today, that Georgia, for all the angst, they still control their own destiny. But something yep. something that Arnie and I just talked about a minute ago was that if you look at that schedule, Florida, even though I think LSU is probably going to win this one, it is looking good. Missouri's looking good. Auburn, maybe not as bad as we thought. Is there any reason to believe that they are actually going to be able to run the table to put themselves in position to play the SEC West champ to go to the playoff? I don't think they can, but they are good enough. I mean, the talent's still there, and the easy thing to do is just completely overreact to this one awful game. They still have an NFL offensive line that might be the best in college football. Jake Fromm is still a top-10 overall draft pick. They still have talent on both sides of the ball. They're just not really playing like it. But in terms of pure talent, like, and, and when you look at a schedule like they got ahead, and you're like, no chance. Like, it's just too daunting. But if you take it on a case-by-case basis, they can absolutely beat Florida. They can absolutely beat Auburn. They're probably going to beat Missouri. It's still Georgia. I mean, it's still a really, really good team. It's still the team that beat Notre Dame. I don't think it can beat LSU or Alabama. But if you get there at 11-1 and and, you know, you got that puncher's chance, you win that game, you're still in. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but they, but all this, they still control their own destiny. So I'm not going to say that this loss doesn't completely and totally matter. But it kind of doesn't. They had to beat Florida anyway. They had to go win out anyway. They had to win the SEC championship anyway. This just stinks, and now there's just no margin for error for them the rest of the way. Right. Pete, Oklahoma, Texas, let's get to that. I don't know why, but I feel like Texas showed more to me in the loss than Oklahoma did to the win. What does this do to Oklahoma? Really nothing in the national rankings, does it, that just keeps them you know, right there in the top four? So they're right there. But Texas's defense really showed me a lot in this one there, Pete. Yeah, it didn't show anything all year. It's, it's going to be an interesting fight. I mean, there's going to be more weird losses along the way. But you're kind of right. I mean, for being as, uh, as spectacular as Oklahoma has been, they're kind of, I, I don't want to say they're underwhelming because they're just not. I mean, when Jalen Hurts is going off, the running game's working. Uh, the defense has shown up big time compared to last year. I mean, that pass rush was incredible. But if you look across the landscape of the Big 12, all right, if Texas is your win, I mean, Texas is good. But, all right, is Baylor that great? Okay, they're still hmm. rolling along. Is Iowa State that great? Okay, they're fine. You know, but they're just – it's not like having to play, like, Ohio State in a couple weeks like Wisconsin has to do and vice versa. It's not like having to play LSU and Auburn and doing all the things that Alabama is going to have to do. So it's going to be kind of a, an interesting sell job to say, okay, yeah, Oklahoma's this big deal. But the thing now is Oklahoma's probably in that case where it can't lose a game because now you look at the Pac-12, if Oregon wins out, that is a team that is looking more and more like it's got the stuff to really be a – uh, a major factor to not just get to the college football playoff, but actually do some damage in there. And so Utah is looking pretty good. The Pac-12 as a whole is playing pretty well. So there can't really be a blip for Oklahoma along the way. Kind of a random uh, team, but I was watching Wisconsin today. Ooh, they're really good. Ooh. And I feel yeah. like I, I know that their big games are still ahead. Obviously, they, they took care of Michigan, but they got Ohio State in a few weeks. I'm looking at that team like I, I really think that they can play with a lot of teams, and I think a lot of people are overlooking them. Yeah, here I don't think they're being overlooked quite yet. I think there's still that kind of thought as well. They just don't have you know the NFL guys that some of these other teams do. I, I've always kind of said over the years, that that's one of those teams where you can, if you look at across the landscape of all right, who's got the guys, who's got the talent, who could actually 
get into the college football playoff and actually win a game, maybe two. And you can see, like, Notre Dame last year, no, they weren't going to win that thing. And some other, like Michigan State a couple years ago, only because of Wisconsin's style. That, that it's, I don't want to say it's a curveball, but they, because they're so powerful, because they're so sharp and so good at controlling games, uh, yeah, they've got one of those teams that can kind of give you know, the LSUs and Oklahomas of the world, and even Clemson's, a big problem. Just because when you've got all those dudes up front just blast away, that's good. And today, Jack Cohn was on fire. Basically, Michigan State said, we're going to stop Jonathan Taylor, and you throw the ball on us, Jack Cohn. And he went 18 for 21, and that defense was perfect. Now, I'm not going to make an excuse, but look at it. You want to talk about the difference between you know, UCF complaining over the last few years about not getting enough respect, the difference between a group of five schedule and a power five schedule. You have Michigan State, who played Arizona State. Well, yep. Another defense struggled today, but that's a real defense. Then they had to deal with you know Northwestern. I know they kind of stink, but on the road, that's a tough team with a tough defense. Indiana, they're playing well. Then they have to go to Ohio State, and then with no break, they go to Wisconsin. So you got a banged-up team with its third road game in four weeks after the Arizona State team, and then you got to deal with Wisconsin. That's just a murderous thing yeah. to kind of do and live through and survive. You know, Pete, this game went under the radar because there were so many great matchups. But Michigan goes out to a 28 nothing lead. I don't even pay attention anymore. Next thing I know, it's, it's 28-25, and I'm saying to myself, well, that can't be right. That's got to be a misprint or something. That, 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 there's got to be a problem on the scroll. I look it up. It wasn't, it wasn't wrong. Um, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Michigan loses this. It's, I don't know what's going to happen to Harbaugh. Lucky enough, he pulled away from this one. What did you think? What did you think at that point? What was going on? What did you think of that whole yeah. game there? That's a little scary. But here's the thing, and this is what I'm going to lead into one other thing because of this. They won. They, they, ha- they when they had to, like, okay, we're going to start playing again. They shut everything down with Illinois, and they pulled away and, te- and ended up winning what by 17. Right. So I, it was a little scary. It should not have been like that. They couldn't. You you got to be able to keep your foot on the gas for 60 minutes. And just like last week's game against Iowa and this week's game on the road against Illinois, who stinks, I know. But those are the games that Harbaugh never gets any credit for. And I know it's kind of hard because they're kind of supposed to beat Illinois. But obviously, it's okay. There's another win. Just throw it on the pile. And in the be careful what you wish for category, why I'm such a Harbaugh apologist, is I said for years, be careful what you wish for Nebraska by going to get rid of Bo Pelini. Oh, well, he wins nine and ten games in every year. But, well, it's not good enough. We're going to ditch this guy. And now they wow. just get their doors blown off by Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. And this Scott Frost thing has just been a disaster so far. Oof. I'm watching this LSU game. They're going to win this game. Yep. It's never too early, or I don't think it's too early anyway, to look ahead to that Bama matchup. Is this finally the year that they got the dudes that maybe that game gets interesting with Bama? Because I'm not in front of a TV, did Florida score late? Did they, they bring it in the 14? Goal line stand, 14 point oh. final score. Oh, it sounds like you may oh, have had a little something, stayed, something on that one. Stayed on the, it stayed on the 14. That's yes. so brutal. Oh, I got the under, I got the right with USC and Texas, but that was the one I was sure of. But all right, the push anyway. Yes. I, yeah, yeah, they do. You know, they, and this was the test. You know, and I, I kind of. You know, me being the idiot all week, I was like, okay, hey, look, this is this LSU thing's been cute and all, but they didn't play anybody, and that kind of included Texas, who was giving up 325 yards a game through the air and had no defense when they played them. It's like, all right, here we go. LSU finally is going against a team 
with an NFL secondary, all these NFL guys on the defensive front. This is where we get to see, okay, this is this has been good, but now they get to stall a little bit, and nope. They just ripped that Florida defense to shreds whenever they had to. So uh, this is an absolute real deal LSU team. And same kind of thing with the Georgia thing for Florida. It, this hurts. It stinks. But because they got that win over Auburn a couple weeks or last week, that they just need to split those two. They had to beat Georgia no matter what. So now the Georgia Florida game takes on a whole another meaning going forward. And to your question, LSU still has to play Auburn, but that's it. Alabama gets, I believe, Tennessee and Arkansas, and then they get a week off, and then they get LSU. Purely as a fan, nothing against Auburn, nothing against these other teams. I want to see it. I want to see those two go at it when they're unbeaten and the world just comes to a standstill and it's game on for those two. You bet. He's Pete Futek, College Football News. Check him on out. Pete, always a pleasure. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll catch up with you next week. Later, guys. Have a good one. Take care. Pete Futek, everybody. Check him out at collegefootballnews.com. Lots going on. We'll continue taking a look at the top. Continue. We'll have to start with the top 25. That's coming up next. First, though, let's see what's trending with our buddy Steve DeSager. What's going on, DeSager? Hello, gentlemen. I must tell you about this crazy college football game happening at Wake Forest, a team that's actually 5-0 and this year, so they're ranked 19th in the country. They were only down... 55-52 to Louisville in the final minutes, trying to stop a fourth and one. And Louisville not only gets the first down, they get a long run for a touchdown. So oh. it became 62-52. Wake has just responded, scoring a touchdown with a minute 10 to go. Wow. We'll see if they kick the extra point. I assume they will. For the moment, it's 62-58. Louisville leading at Wake Forest. Still just over a minute to go. And the late wow. game is in the second quarter at 14th-ranked Boise State. It's the Broncos 17-7 over Hawaii. Among the other games that have just finished, Utah and Penn State, each one on the road. LSU got the home victory. Notre Dame won at home. Update on Wake Forest. With a minute 10 to go, their extra point is good. So they're down three. Louisville 62. Wake Forest 59. Which shoot just the over three. Shoot the three. Go. You know, there was an NBA exhibition tonight where the Suns made 24 three-pointers <laughs> in a win at Portland. Yeah, it's kind of like that in the football sense wow. tonight. So online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. We're True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. It's over on Fox TV. They have the post game show going on. Game one of the AL Championship Series goes to the Yankees in dominant fashion. Yes, my Yankees. Don't say that. In top, yes. At top seeded Houston, it was the Yanks 7 nothing. Glaber Torres with five RBIs. The Yankees hit three solo homers. Winning pitcher Masahiro Tanaka allowed only one hit in six scoreless innings. They took him out after just 68 pitches in the six innings. Washington wins again at St. Louis. They're up two games to none in the NLCS. Max Scherzer and the Nats a 3-1 winner today. Scherzer allowed just one hit in seven innings today. 11 strikeouts. There was the upset at third-ranked Georgia in college football today in double overtime. Georgia misses a 42-yard field goal attempt at the end, and South Carolina, with a backup quarterback, wins 20 to 17. Tonight, number five LSU wins 42-28 over seventh-ranked Florida. There were wins in the top ten for Alabama and Clemson, for Oklahoma and Wisconsin. At ninth-ranked Notre Dame, the Irish beat USC 30 to 27. Notre Dame led 20 to three in the third quarter. Number ten Penn State wins 17 to 12 at 17th-ranked Iowa. Victories for Michigan and Arizona State, for Cincinnati and Baylor. 
Baylor, which won in two overtimes against Texas Tech 33-30, and Temple defeated number 23-ranked Memphis 30-28. Running back Todd Gurley of the Rams with his quad injury is out for tomorrow's game against undefeated San Francisco. And for Monday night, when Green Bay plays Detroit, Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams out with a toe injury. Chase Elliott are in the NASCAR poll for tomorrow at Talladega. One final college football note. UNLV was playing at Vanderbilt today and wound up cruising to victory 34-10, to which means pro, uh, College Football Talk pointed this out. The Mountain West Conference this year went 3-2 and two against the SEC. Wow. Remember wow. we had the recent Jeez. upset of San Jose State I, I winning in Arkansas? I don't hear an Arkansas. Arizona score. I don't hear an Arizona score. <laughs> Wyoming had won its opener against what? Missouri, and now UNLV over Vanderbilt. Yes, Arizona has the late game with Washington Huskies. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're scaring the children, Arnie. You're scaring the children. I'm not, sure. I'm not sure what that was. What was that? That's a wildcat. That's okay. what that was. Yeah, right. It's 3-0 Huskies. Like a, a feral cat with rabies <laughs> wow. or something. I mean, it's, it's, it's something. <laughs> Late first quarter, 3-0 Washington on the road. All right. Thanks a lot to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. Uh, Go to GEICO.com or give them a call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. So much going on. Um, And we'll go through the late games in just a second. Obviously, we have the top 25 to go over. We'll keep our eye on this late game also at Washington and Arizona. Just one more note on the earlier game. I don't know if we should be making a big deal about this. Um, There's stories about this and, you know, all the publications, all the websites, all that stuff about what happened um, before the game with Oklahoma and Texas. I guess, um, according according to Big 12 referee Mike Defey, is that how you say his name? They assessed unsportsmanlike conduct penalties to every player on the Longhorns and Sooners before their game. There was a pregame incident in which he was actually, uh, the headlinesmen were hit by players. So um, it kind of got out of hand. You know, I've, I've seen the video of it. Um, just tempers kind of flared up. Do we make a big thing about this? Or is this just boys will be boys and they were just getting all pumped up there, Torres? Uh I mean, I don't think it's a big deal, but you said the linesman got hit? Yeah. Like he got caught in the middle of it or what? Yeah, yeah. Not like somebody came up and punched him. Um, You know, like you'll get caught in the middle trying to break it up, and, you know, two guys are trying to get at each other, and he got caught in the middle, stuff like that, right? I mean, it's football. I I know, like, I know we don't want our linesmen getting hurt in the pregame warm-ups. Well, we don't want the teams fighting before the games also, do we, or, or what? I like it. I like a little I like a little vitriol. I mean, listen, it's football. It's a it's a rivalry game. The se- it, the season is really in large part on the line for both teams as as Pete Futek just said, if uh if Oklahoma had lost that game, it would have been hard to justify them getting back into the playoff picture by the end of the year. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess I, I don't know. I, I'm not that mad. I'm just, yeah. I, I, I'm not that mad. And I'm, I, I will say this: when I saw that, right, I actually thought this is going to end up bad. Somebody is going to get tossed at the worst possible time because they got a pregame uh, flag, but it didn't end up happening like that. So I'm just glad that that didn't have uh, an impact on the, the on the outcome of the game. Yeah, you know, it, it could have, you know, started a downfall of a whole bunch of penalties. They cleaned it up. So anyway, a big victory for Oklahoma. Um, just getting to some of the late games, LSU does win 42-28 uh, 
um, over Florida. Did I say Florida wins? I meant LSU if I didn't say that. LSU wins um, over Florida. Big victory. I mean, this thing was tied up at 28. Um, and, you know, even earlier, Florida had tied it up right before halftime and had taken a lead. I'm like, I don't know where Florida's getting this offense, but LSU stepped up in the second half, held Florida just seven points. I thought Joe Burrow was fantastic in this game. You won't see the gaudy numbers yardage-wise, but he was just a, a great field general on the floor, on the field out there. Yeah, you know, LSU is quietly, I just tweeted this out, they're, they're a great big game team. Now, they have to get past Bama, but Arnie, think about some of the wins that they have the last year, year and a half. They beat Florida tonight. They won at Texas. They beat Georgia last year. They beat Auburn last year. I mean, Coach O, you know, we want to pigeonhole him as this goofy guy that rips right. off his shirt. That guy's winning a lot of big games right now. He's doing a phenomenal job. Agreed. They love him down there. You know what I mean? How, they should. How could you not love him after what he's been doing so far for them? And they, should I say, lucked into him or what? Oh, they certainly lucked into him. They wanted Tom Herman. And uh, Tom Herman obviously chose LS, or chose Texas. Ed Orgeron 1-0 against the guy that that uh, they wanted over him. I mean, how many, you know, you, you hear these coaches all the time. Well, you were the second choice. Well, I was my wife's second choice, so blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I saw some coach say that this week, so I couldn't help but think about it. But seriously, uh. they didn't want him. And he was, you know, he got kind of thrown into it. Um, you know, he got kind of thrown into it because of, uh, you know, Les Miles getting fired and he won right. a bunch of games. And he's just been awesome since he's been there. I'm happy to see a guy like that get a second chance, and the players love him. They play hard for him. I'm just happy to see it. You know, I'm starting to think, uh, and I still don't have LSU in my top four. You understand that, don't you? I didn't uh, understand that, but if you say so, I mean, it's your top four. Well, you wouldn't have him in your top four. I mean, you have to have Clemson and Alabama in there. That's, why? that's for sure. I mean, mean, why? No, I mean, Cle- neither Clemson nor Alabama has one win as good as LSU's two best wins, which are Florida and at Texas, right? Don't we have to do it based on the what they've done so far this season? Well, Clemson and Alabama, though, started ahead of everybody. And is there a reason to drop them out of the one and two spot then, I guess, is, is what I'm asking you. But you're right. I mean, LSU does have more impressive victories than those two teams, that's for sure. Yeah. Are we doing our top ten now? i got to think about no, this no, a little I'm not bit. Gonna, but... No, I'm not going to do it right now. We'll do it next hour. Okay. But, um, yeah, because, you know, when they you know, bring out the BCS – yeah. Does you know Clemson, Alabama already automatically start at one and two, or I don't are we going to so. see LSU up there in, in number one or number two? No, when they start those playoff rankings, it's it's based on what you've done this season, and it's not yeah. based on preseason. Well, I know polls. that, right? Yeah, right. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just for for people who might not remember from previous years. I mean, it is solely based on what you've done this year. Now, look, we all know the deal with LSU. You and I have just both mentioned it a bunch of times. At some point, you got to beat Bama to be considered in that upper upper tier, but. I think that if we're just basing it on what has happened on the field this year, I think you can make a case LSU's number one. I think maybe number two behind Ohio State. Ohio State's got a couple nice wins, but even they don't have a, a win as good as LSU's best wins. So I think right now, what we've seen through seven weeks, I think I would definitely have LSU in the top four. It's just a matter of whether it's one, two, three, where they fit in. What did you think of Notre Dame's victory over USC? Now, it was 30-27. Um, and I got to tell you, when it was 17-3, I'm like, well, here we go. Notre Dame's going to open up the second half, pretty much bury them. I got to give USC a lot. You know, I'm, I'm starting to give the losing team a lot of credit. I know. I you're Texas getting soft of, in your old age, not, man. Not so much, but I, I was impressed with Texas. I agree. I was impressed with USC. I mean, they were big underdog on the road. And, 
down to their eighth-string quarterback, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's like every time I'm looking up, a quarterback gets hurt for them. Slovis was only a three-star recruit, I find out, um, out of Arizona. By the way, did you see who his offensive coordinator was in high school? Yeah. And one of his coaches, uh, Kurt Warner. Yes, so, I saw that. Yeah, that, uh, that helps a little bit. Um, I thought he was great. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, it was just that uh, USC didn't have enough time. 30-27, and by the way, on the outside kick, um, Tom Kelly was on the field. There should have been a penalty, and they should have been given another chance. But um, that was a great game. I, I don't know uh, I don't know if I should you know, be so hard on Notre Dame or give so much praise for USC, Aaron. Yeah, and oh, by the way, let's not forget, Florida, I thought, showed pretty well on the road, even though they lost too. So I would include them as well. Uh, I'm with you. USC is going to be interesting because they have a manageable second half of the schedule. They do still have Oregon, but every other game they should be favored in. And what does it take for Clay Helton to keep his job? I don't know. But the one thing I will say, they do play hard for Clay Helton, the Trojans. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We'll come back, take a look at the late games. That's coming up next as we finish off hour number one here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. So millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover. 
cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Marty Spanier. Great sports talk radio night on this Saturday night. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. I got to do a better job keeping up on Twitter because I know we're getting a lot of tweets out there. Uh, Late games, though. Boise State, number 14 in the country, leads Hawaii. It's it's still close. 17-7, still about seven minutes left in the first half there. Wyoming leading San Diego State, 14-6, just before halftime in that one. And my Wildcats, not looking good right now. Uh, they trail Washington 6 nothing uh, in the second quarter. And that was uh, Washington got three on a muff punt by Arizona. So 6 nothing Washington over my Wildcats, Torres. So it's not looking real good right now. Well, Arizona's playoff hopes are still alive. They're still going strong. <laughs> we joked about it in week zero when they lost to Hawaii. They're undefeated since week zero. You know, I think it was ten million to one odds that they would run the table <laughs> at that point. You understand that? Yeah, let's if get, get if they run on. the table, that will be the best prediction in the history of predictions. You understand that, you'll, don't you? You'll actually earn your your nickname, Stinky yes. Genius. Yeah. Uh, if I would just put a dollar on that, I would have been I would have been super rich. Um, all right, so that's some of the games. Oh, and the Yankees win seven nothing. Um, in game one uh, against the Houston Astros. Were you watching any baseball today, or did you just get caught up in all the college football action tonight? Uh, when I got into the studio, uh, we were watching yeah. the, the Yankees game. Um, I watched the Cardinals game last night when uh, Washington no-hit, and obviously living in L.A., the oh. Dodgers meltdown was, was something, man. Oh, that was a crusher. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, yeah. Up three nothing and let that one slip through. I bet all the Dodger fans at the station were just traumatized by that one, huh? I will tell you. Yeah, I don't think that this is my personal opinion. I know we're like three days late on this story. Right. I don't think the Dodgers should bring back Dave Roberts. I think he completely butchered everything. He did it last year in the World Series, and this is year three now. And I get it. A lot of regular season success, but. The way that he handled that bullpen was just a complete and total disaster. Yeah, but can you judge, uh, you know, his tenure based on one or two moves? Is that, you know, is that fair? Well, based I, on, there yeah. was a lot of moves in the World Series last year, too, though. And so it's just, you know, I just think that. Um, and how much are his decisions? How much is coming above him? How much of is it is that where they say you're only going to let these guys pitch two times through the rotation? The third time you're going to take them out and the whole you know, uh, sabermetrics number. You know, that, I just want to say I have a co-host here locally, a young kid, and it's always about the numbers with him, about the numbers. Let yeah. me crunch the numbers. Let me crunch the numbers. And I'm crunching the numbers. That's why the Astros are going to beat the Yankees. I go, no, it's not about the numbers every time. How about who's playing better ball at the time? Who's hot? Who's not? Yep. You know, it, it's playoff time. Put in the intangibles. And th- th- that's what's missing all the time, the intangibles, Torres. Well, and that's what I'm saying is yeah. I just don't think that the numbers would tell you that if your bullpen has been awesome all year that you should put in Clayton Kershaw – in his first relief appearance of the season, in a in a big game, and I know he got the first out to get out of the seventh inning. For people who don't know, he he was struggled in the eighth. It's like I, I don't think the numbers would back up what they did, and I just don't understand. I I get that Kershaw is in theory your best player, but I'm or your best pitcher, but I'm with you, Arnie. 
is that sometimes you got to go with your gut and you got to go with common sense. And even if the number said go with Clayton Kershaw, he hasn't pitched well in the playoffs, he hasn't been in relief all year, you shouldn't put him in. And so I was so disappointed with that effort and, and that result. And all of L.A. was really, really oh, frustrated. The back I could imagine. Yeah. I, I saw that video of that knucklehead throwing Kershaw, a Kershaw jersey onto the field. Um, I feel I, my heart goes out to Clayton Kershaw. He's, I agree. And he's, a, he's a good guy. And, man, he took it classy. Just it, it, the heat that must be coming on him. Um, it's got to be unbearable. It has to be horrible right now, you know? A hundred percent, and I'm with you, and I think that's the sentiment a lot of people feel. I can't speak for the diehard Dodgers fans. Maybe they just are, will never forgive him, but it's so tough because he's been such a great ambassador yeah. for the organization, but he doesn't get it done in the playoffs, and at this point, um, it is indisputable. I think that um, I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. Jason Smith just said real quick is that um, you know he thought this was the one that the legacy has changed forever. We'll find out, but it's not good. Hour one, we just crushed it in the books. Um, you want to get ready for hour number two? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. We'll go back through the top twenty-five. We'll get you ready for the NFL uh, because we got week six and we got some monster games. So much to get to. We're just getting going. Torres, Spaniard, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody, good evening as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. All you have to do is visit GEICO.com for a free rate. Quote, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Marty Spaniard. You want to be part of the show? You can tweet us. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Um, and this is what I'm talking about, Torres. I've got nothing to complain about today uh, or this week. Uh, this is exactly what I look for. We should have this every week where we have games like this and matchups like this. And I look, I, I kid around by that, but do you understand why now when I see Alabama playing, um, you know, uh, Palisades High School or something, I, I go ballistic because the games aren't competitive. They're useless. And we only get then you're cutting uh, to like three important games a year uh, when you're doing that. I, I just despise when we see that, you know. Yeah, but I mean, if Alab, you know, the, the other thing too that you also have to think about is that sometimes you don't realize how good a game is in real time early in the season because you don't know how good teams are. So it, it's always hard to judge. I get it. You you want the best teams playing the best teams, but listen, it's tough, right? Like, like Why, has today not been good enough for you? I mean, oh, when's the great. last time we went a whole hour in college football? We didn't even mention Alabama yet, which we'll get to in a second, but. I mean, you know there was great games, but we haven't mentioned Alabama or Clemson. And you mentioned to Pete Futek, Michigan, another wild game. We've talked Michigan every week. We didn't mention them in the first hour either. No, yeah, I didn't really, I, other than when Pete Futek, and that was a little crazy when it was 28 nothing. then next thing I know it was 28-25. Yeah. I'm saying to myself, oh my goodness, <laughs> if Harbaugh loses this, they're going to run him out of town. They won't let him back in town. They were on the road. <laughs> you, they, stop him at the airport. You better believe that. Um, all right, let's take a look at what happened today. Everybody take a deep breath. Like I said, if you want to be part of the show, uh, Aaron uh, underscore Torres, I'm at stinking genius one. Um, by the way, just a few things before we get back into the top 25. Um, Eddie says Kershaw is a class act. Dodger fans are treating him like crap. Um, well, it would serve Dodger fans right if they traded him to the Giants and they ended up beating them in a one-game playoff. I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I understand what he's trying to say, though. Yeah, I um listen, uh, and this is tough, right? Like you root for a team and you get to know the personalities and all that stuff. It's great that he's a good guy, 
but he's not good when the games matter. And like those can be two, both things can be true. And this is, listen, they've made the playoffs seven straight years. Up until this year, maybe last year, he was the best pitcher on the team and he didn't deliver when they needed him to deliver. And so I understand a fan's frustration with this guy that can separate. He's a nice guy off the field, but on the field when we need him, because we're here to win championships, he, he doesn't get the job done. No, all right. Uh, again, if you want to get an Aaron underscore Torres, I'm at Stinking Genius One. Um, let's take a look at the top 25. See what happened today. Uh, catch your breath a little bit. A lot of interesting games. I mentioned Alabama. Um, that game was a little interesting. It was still 24-13 at the half. A&M was hanging close. I thought they did a pretty decent job defensively. Tua didn't have the gaudy numbers, even though he did have four touchdowns. But uh, overall. Um, it was a good victory for Alabama. It just wasn't one that stuck out. You know what I mean? One that kind of just said, "Wow, what a what a you know what a decisive victory there." Yeah, and it's crazy because A and M, uh, of course, was technically in the top twenty-five, but I don't think most people think that they're a top twenty-five team. But that was kind of my takeaway, and it's kind of nitty gritty. But my thought was this: was that yeah, Alabama won, ho hum, whatever. A and M spent a lot of money to be competitive. And Jimbo Fisher is one of the highest paid coaches in the sport. And we I know it's year two and it's early right. and all that stuff, but $7.5 million a year. And he ain't even close to Bama right now. So that was kind of my big takeaway. Why, well, you didn't think the game was a, was competitive? You didn't think it was a good game for a while? It, it's weird, right? Yeah. Because it was about 14 points for most of the second half. But did you ever feel like Bama was really in, in a threat? Because I didn't feel like they were. No, I didn't feel like they were going to lose the game, but I mean, there's a difference between losing the game and, um, you know, A and M not being competitive. I, you know, I still think A and M's a couple of years away from competing with Alabama, though. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I think they're a few years away as well. And it was a listen, Bama solid win on the road, road team. Listen, it could be worse. You could be Georgia right now. Uh, Bama gets the win, they move on. But like you said, it wasn't what? one where it felt like everything was clicking. What the heck just happened with my Arizona Wildcats? I don't know. I saw they they gave up a touchdown. It, no, yeah, it was you know, um, Khalil Tate had the ball. He was about to get sacked, and he just tossed it. And I guess he tossed it backwards, and they picked it up and ran it for a touchdown. Well, that's not ideal because this game is killing me. Yeah, well, it's, they're playing so well defensively. Yeah, what is he doing? You got to talk to him, Marty. You got to set him straight. It's destroying me. Let's get the Clemson. They win 45-14 over Florida State. This game was never in doubt, and Trevor Lawrence didn't even have to put up big numbers. Uh, under 200 yards passing, but he still had the three touchdowns. Uh, Clemson just flexed their muscle, especially defensively. They gave up a couple touchdowns in the second half. Florida State, oh my goodness, what happened to the Florida State <laughs> team of old? I, I don't even know. It certainly is not your dad, Florida State's team. Did- no doubt about that. Did you see us. my tweet during the game? No, I, no, I didn't see it. I said, I'm not saying Florida State should shut down their football program, but they should at least consider it. Oh, I'm sure people in Tallahassee love that one, huh? Uh, I don't think they disagree with me right now. <laughs> I mean, this is a, they they won a national championship like five years ago, and it's it's just unbelievable to see what's going on. Let me ask you, do you think Florida State is that bad, or do you think Clemson may be coming off a bye is finally starting to hit their stride. What do you think? I think it's a little of both. I mean, Clemson's the top two, three team. Maybe some people think number one in the country. Florida State's had their problems this year. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Um, And they've had some bad losses, too. They've been in some bad games. It's 
it, it it's going to take a while for them to get you know turn it around. It it doesn't look good for them. Um, Florida is certainly having a good year, no doubt about that. Miami, you know, hit and miss, but yeah, Florida State is in a bad place right now, Aaron. They are, they are, and I, and they're one that I don't know uh, how they turn around or when they turn around or whatever. I will say, I think Pete might have mentioned it in the first hour, Pete Futek, when we had him on, but Clemson. I, they got to win out. I think they really have to go undefeated, and we won't know until the final week. But if they lose a game, they're not going to have any significant wins on their schedule. The best win they had was AM, and AM's now three and three. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're starting to drop real quickly. We mentioned the Georgia South Carolina game went to two overtimes. South Carolina wins it. Really, um, in overtime, they had no business. They had a chance to win it in the first overtime. They missed the field goal. And then George is the one that misses the um, field goal in the second overtime to give South Carolina the victory. South Carolina loses their quarterback uh, on the road, three touchdown underdog. They had no business even staying this, in this game, Aaron. Um, great effort by them, and Georgia's got nobody to, you know, to blame but themselves. This one's going to sting for a while for Georgia. Oh, it's going to sting 100% because their schedule gets – is actually tougher than I think people realize. I mean, they have Florida in a few weeks. We know Florida. I know they lost tonight, but they have looked better than I think most people thought. Missouri, by the way, is 5-1. and one. Nobody's talking about them right. quietly 5-1. and one. Auburn's playing better than we expected. you got to get through all that undefeated just to get to Bama or LSU in the championship, in the SEC championship. I, I You know, people were talking about Georgia can beat Bama and, and be the number one seed in the playoffs. I just don't see it right now. Yeah, I think Jake Fromm probably taking a lot of heat with the three interceptions. Uh, that certainly didn't help. Georgia never got it going offensively. They, they really didn't. I haven't seen Georgia this flat in a long time. Yeah, and, and I really think that it was – and if, we, if, you want, if you remember back to last week, they played at Tennessee – and they were pretty flat against Tennessee, too. And they pulled away late, and the final yeah. score wasn't reflective of how close the game was. And I think Georgia just kind of looked at the schedule and said, you know, they saw Florida winning all their big games, and they said, we just got to get to that Florida game and worry about Florida. I'm not saying the coaching staff said that, but I think mentally the players kind of thought, oh, we'll show up and whatever. But they came out, as you said, Arnie, they came out flat. They looked disinterested. Uh, and South Carolina took it to them. They, they were the better team. South Carolina was the better team today. You were mentioning Florida. Um, this game was close. If you didn't watch it, I mean, it was 21-14 LSU. I'll speed it up a little bit. Florida scores right before the half to tie it up. Um, Florida taking a seven-point lead. It was a little bit of back and forth. This was a good one. Florida's offense, I'm like, wow. Um, they're really moving the ball against this LSU defense, which I thought they were going to have trouble for. Uh, I, I liked LSU minus the 13 or 14. You heard Pete Futek kind of getting a push on <laughs> that one. He's not happy but, about that, yeah. Um, you know, at the end, in the fourth quarter, really in the second half, LSU flexed their muscle. I thought Joe Burrow was fantastic. Not big, gaudy numbers, um, but just was a good field general on this one. LSU showed why. Um, they're going to make some noise to try to get in this top four. Uh, they're going to they're gonna have a, a pretty good run at this thing before it's all said and done. Very impressed with LSU today. I am too. I am too. And it's crazy how different things are with LSU. I mean, they're a team that obviously, look, we all know the story through the years. They've been defensive oriented, relied on defense when Les Miles was there, low scoring games. And now you look at them, 511 yards of offense. How about this? 12.2 yards per completion. I'm amazed by how good this offense looks right now. All right. I want to get to our guest uh, joining us now. And, of course, we were just talking about the LSU victory 
uh, over Florida. They get it on. And let me tell you something impressed with him. Joining us now from LSU, the wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Jamar, congratulations on the victory. That was a hard forward. That was kind of back and forth. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me, Jamar? Yeah, I can hear you now. Hey, that that was a great victory. That was kind of back and forth. That that was a tough one today. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, first of all, what did the coach say when you guys were at halftime? It was tied at twenty-one. How were you guys feeling at halftime? Uh, you know, we still we still had confidence at halftime. You know, we showing that the offense could score. All we needed was from the defense just to give us one stop, and we made the most out of that one stop today. Jamar, you're now a sophomore. How different is this offense this year compared to years past? It's incredible to watch you guys go up and down the field now. Uh, this offense is very prolific. Like I see that about it. Um, I know we have a lot of weapons in this offense, and um, it's just about picking your poison in this offense. So if you want to double somebody, they have somebody else open. I know we have our backs coming out the backfield, so we have a lot of options coming in this offense. How much better do you think you guys can get? Because obviously it is a new offense. You're still adjusting to the new coaching staff, all that kind of stuff. I mean, how much better do you think you guys can get? Um, there's always more room to get better, but, um, you know, we're just taking a step at a time right now. Um, we get back to practice, get back to work, and we, see, we take off from there. Jamar, you had a great game. Seven catches, 127 yards. You had the two touchdowns. Uh, let's give Joe Burrow, your quarterback, some big credit out there. This guy's, for all the quarterbacks out there, it's like this guy's not getting enough attention. He was fantastic today. Yeah, Joe was always fantastic. You know, he always coming with his best agent. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the um, O-line for helping him have that protection to throw the ball out there today, too. All right. And, and, and give, a, give, a, give a shout-out to Coach O, too. You, you uh, can't come on the radio without giving him a shout-out. Of course we give Coach O a shout-out. You know, Coach Anthony, Coach Nicky, you know. And offensive analyst, you know? Right, I hear you. Hey, congratulations. It was a great game, continued success, and uh, we certainly would love you back on the show again when you have more time. All right, thank you. Thank you, Jamar Chase, everybody, the LSU uh, wide receiver, uh, in their big victory, had the two touchdowns to take uh, Torres. So um, he was pretty big, uh, influential today in that victory, 42-28 over Florida. I'm glad you asked him about Coach O because, (laughs) no, seriously, look at what this guy has done the last couple years. I'm telling you, last year they beat Georgia. They won at Auburn. They beat Miami. They beat UCF in a bowl game. This year, they win at Texas. They beat Florida tonight. They're winning a lot of big games. I don't think people realize how good that they have been since Coach O took over. Would you not just love having Coach O on for an hour? Oh, my goodness. I would. Uh, yeah, I'd kick you off in a second. Are you kidding me? He, he would be a lot of fun. No doubt about that. All right, I'll tell you what. We'll come back. We'll finish the top 25. Uh, we'll give our top five or seven or, or whatever you want to do. It was hard for me to just stop at five or seven. I had to do ten, and it was tough for me there also. So we'll come back and do that. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Great sports talk radio night. You know, I was looking on Twitter. I want to get to this one real quick, Torres, before we get back. Looking at the top 25. Where was the one? I should have just highlighted it. The one that says, uh, your quarterback, Khalil Tate, is choking. Well, since he put that tweet out, Arizona, Khalil Tate has thrown a 40-yard touchdown pass. Arizona's defense is now uh, tightening up a little bit. Washington up 13-10 with about four and a half minutes left before halftime. So we're hanging in there, Torres. We're hanging in there. You know? Playoff playoff berth on the line for you guys. Every oh. every game is a playoff game, I guess, for you guys right now, <laughs> yeah. technically. Yeah, exactly. If they made the playoffs, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a year off and travel the world if that happened. That's, if, if they make that's the playoffs, crazy. and I think they play the games on Saturday, you would have to take off that Saturday and yeah, go, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can put that in your book. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, we'll get you ready for week six of the NFL. Um, and that's going to be coming up in about 20 minutes from now as we head into week six. I know this, and we'll tell you a few things that we both know. Uh, that's coming up. Just kind of finishing up the top 25. We haven't had a chance to finish it. Oklahoma, we mentioned earlier, they beat Texas 34-27. This was a hard-fought win for Oklahoma. Uh, it was not easy, by the way. Jalen Hurts didn't have the gaudy numbers, did have some good runs out there, but he had the fumble, he had the interception, which came, which made the game close at half because after their 7 nothing lead in Oklahoma, uh, then Jalen Hurts had a fumble that cost him. It looked like they were going to go in for another 7. And then he had an interception. Um, not his best game, but still very important victory for Oklahoma, Aaron. It is. It is. And, and what's good if you're an Oklahoma fan is you did it with your defense. And you and I have spent 
I mean, we've been doing this show now a couple falls, and that's been the issue with Oklahoma. We knew they could put up points, but can they win games like this where your defense has to get stops against a good offense? And so I think it is, you know, it's a it's a close win, but it's a big win for Oklahoma because if you can do that to the Texas offense, there's no reason to think that you can't potentially go to the playoff and compete with just about anybody because we know you're going to be able to score, but you're getting stops too. Yeah, and you know, in this one, Texas again, you know, you're going to see the record and say, well, they're just a four and two team. No, they're much better than that. They were four and one coming into the game, uh, and the rest of the year, you're going to see this Texas team really step up. It's been a long time, and I know that, um, and they're trying to get back to where they were with Mac Brown, but they're really starting to turn the corner. It's a good Texas team, so. Um, give them some credit, give Oklahoma the credit for the victory there. What you mentioned earlier, though, and, you know, with the Notre Dame-USC game and with the LSU-Florida game and Oklahoma-Texas and Georgia's loss, the team coming in under the radar had a great game, Wisconsin, 38-0 victory over Michigan State. They said, not only are we going to score, we're going to shut you out. That's what you do in the Big Ten. Great victory for Wisconsin. Is anybody going to notice, though? I don't know if anybody will notice, but listen, last week um, Michigan State went on the road to Ohio State, a team that some people think might be the best team in college football, Yep, and it, it was a lot closer to Ohio State than it was at Wisconsin this week. Now, you could argue that maybe um, you know Ohio State beat up with, uh, Michigan State and they were coming into this game beat up against Wisconsin, but man, Wisconsin looks really good. They had the number one defense in college football coming into today, and obviously when you give up no points, it's only going to get better. I don't think people realize just how good this Wisconsin team is. I think they could be a real problem for Ohio State in the Big Ten. And then, obviously, if you can beat Ohio State, you can make the playoff. Yeah, uh, you know, all of a sudden we're kind of forgetting about Ohio State, you know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we're forgetting how great they are because we see Wisconsin win 38-0 over Michigan State, I take it, huh? Well, good thing is we'll get to see them against each other in two weeks. So we'll find out just how good each team is. Wisconsin has Illinois next week. And Ohio State should not be challenged when they play at Northwestern. So we should get a big matchup in two weeks from now. You know, we had a great game with Notre Dame and USC. Normally when there's a good game with these two, that leads to everything. Um, Again, Notre Dame had a 17-3 halftime lead. And I was thinking to myself, eesh, it's going to get ugly for USC. They can't move the ball. Um, You know, Slovis, the quarterback for USC, uh, a true freshman. Maybe it's a little too much for him. He was fantastic couple of touchdowns 24 35 for 255 got him back in the game they opened up the offense in the second half put up 24 points against the Irish Irish were lucky to hold on 30 27 9 it was 30 20 and it was a late touchdown but very impressed with USC not sure what to do with Notre Dame because they were a big favorite over the Trojans but you know a little bit of a rivalry here and still a good victory for them though yeah I'll say this man it's a bummer that Clay Helton um you know just isn't picking up enough wins because USC plays really hard for him and obviously look you got to win some of these games they're now 0-3 in their three road games but I look at USC they play really hard there's clearly talent and I look at the rest of the schedule I mean I know they they play Oregon here at the beginning of um at the beginning of November, but outside of that, I think they can win the rest of the games on the schedule. Now, would 8-4 and four be enough for Clay Helton to keep his job? I think it depends on who they think they can get as the next head coach, but they at least play hard for him, and they had a chance there at the end against Notre Dame. Speaking about screaming and yelling, look at me, look at me, Penn State saying look at me, um, look, they played a tough Iowa team, 
uh, which had a tough game against Michigan the week before. Penn State, a top-10 team. They had a 17-6 lead at the end, and they gave up the touchdown. Otherwise, um, good victory by Penn State, but was it good enough as you're playing Iowa, which really has no offense? And is anybody paying attention to what's going on with this Penn State team? I don't think people are paying attention, and they should. And I'll say this about Penn State. We're going to find out next week if they're for real, and we're going to find out if their opponent is for real because they play Michigan next week. And Michigan, I know we'll talk about in a minute, but say what you want about them. The only game they lost was to Wisconsin. We just talked about how Wisconsin looks, and Michigan's coming into this game next week 5-1. and one. So one of these teams we're going to learn is for real. One of them isn't, um, and I'm very intrigued by that game. Well, I like Penn State, but we'll get to that later on. You mentioned Michigan, 28 to nothing. then it's 28-25. What do you think's going through Harbaugh's mind at that point? Then, I got to tell you, you know, I know Pete said they pulled away late and they had it in control. It was actually fourth and two. Um, and they had to decide were they going to kick the field goal, go up by six, or go for it on fourth and two. They went for it. They got the touchdown. They go up by ten, and then they get to know the touchdown. They don't make that. It's a whole different point. But, um, hey, it was, it was a good game. Give Illinois credit for fighting back. Harbaugh did what he had to do, but I don't think he was impressed with it, though. Uh, no, and it's crazy. Well, you mentioned this earlier in the show, and I'm with you, is I think they went up whatever it was, 28-7 to seven or t- maybe 28 nothing. And I kind of just took that one out of the rotation. You know, I was like, I got other games to watch here. And sure enough, I look up and it's 28-25. And I don't know, man, like, give them credit. They got the win. I know that Pete Futek says it all the time. You know, Harbaugh doesn't get credit for these wins and all that stuff. But it is also Illinois. And you are Michigan. And so I just, listen, you get the win. You move on. You're 5-1. and one. I am just so fascinated to see them next week, night game at Penn State. I think it's going to be one of the most fascinating games of the season. Give us a little music. Put us in the mood. Let's give us, uh, let us give you our top five, top seven, top ten. I, <laughs> I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet, Torres. Let me just start off. I'll give you my top three, and then I want to hear your top three. Okay. I went with Clemson, one, Alabama, two, Ooh. Ohio State, three. I went with the usual suspects. Didn't mix it up too much there. What did you have for your top three? Wow. Well, uh, I will say this. My number one team is a team that I don't think you had in there, which is LSU. Uh, Two incredible wins, Florida and at Texas. Number two, I have Ohio State. I just think they're the most complete. Yeah, listen, they've looked phenomenal in every game, dominated. Number three, I have Bama. There are issues with the defense, but for the most part, they've taken care of business. So you left Clemson off your top three. I I did, yeah. And Ohio State, right? Uh, no, I have Ohio, uh, State. Ohio State. I don't State have Oklahoma. Three. I don't have okay. Oklahoma. Well, four, five, and six. I have Oklahoma at number four. Okay. Um, and you know, I didn't know what to do with them, but they did beat Texas. A good rivalry there, so I gave them a number four. I put LSU at number five, though I was debating if I want to move LSU up to number four over Oklahoma, but I left Oklahoma there. I put LSU five, and then I put Wisconsin at number six with that 38 nothing victory. I jumped them ahead of Notre Dame and Penn State and Florida, so... I don't know if I have Wisconsin too high, but I put them in number six. All right, so I got Oklahoma number four. I'm with you. Great win today. Defense showed up. Number five, I got Wisconsin. We're going to find out about them. Wow. I have been, I'm so, I'm so yeah. impressed with them. They I know you are. You like them. dominated today. And then at number six, I got Clemson. Listen, you win, you win. Wow, you win. you're fired. You're fired. You're, You're fired. fired. Wait till the Clemson fans start calling in. They're going to call the boss. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to call. I'm going to call them. Oh, my uh, goodness. I'm going to tell them to pull up the box score against UNC. I'm going to tell them to, what's their best win against a 3-3 three and three, uh, A&M team that just got smoked by Bama at home today. 
They don't have any good wins. That's Aaron underscore Torres for you Clemson fans. Aaron underscore Torres for you Clemson fans. Let me ask you this. Yes. In a ranking, can you put Notre Dame ahead of Georgia right now? I have Notre Dame 7, Penn State 8, Florida 9, Georgia 10. Can I do that? Yes. Well, I I did it. The reason I ask is because Georgia beat Notre Dame. Right. But you don't care about that, so I'm, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I was but just curious. What, but 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 in the rankings, it's not what you've done for me, but what you've done for me lately. I agree. Like you could lose your first game. Like Oregon could be ranked ahead of Auburn when it's all said and done at the end of the year. Couldn't couldn't that happen? Oh, 100. Yeah, yeah. No. So it's a good point. No, I was just curious because yeah. I would have Notre Dame ranked ahead of Georgia too, but I would also understand the fan that would say, "Well, wait a second now." Uh, Georgia uh, lost to Notre Dame and blah, blah blah, or Georgia beat Notre Dame. Blah blah blah. I can understand that also, though. There's a, there is a there is a fight for that one also. Um, so there you got our top teams. Uh, now that the college football day is over, you want to hear something amazing though? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people are a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cashbackmatch. All right, we'll get into week six of the NFL. As we're heading into week six, I know this. We'll tell you what we know. That's coming up. First of all, let's see what's trending with my buddy, Steve DeSager. Let's give that Arizona score. (laughs) Halftime lead. Now you want to talk about it. Yes. And uh, Boise State with a big halftime lead. Update on them in the moment. By the way, Mr. Torres and I were talking about the air quality in the studio this weekend. You know, with the brush fires in L.A. Last night, I mean, all during most of the Jason Smith show here in studio. Inside, most people were wearing breathing masks. It's just not been good this weekend. The air is supposed to get better as the next two days go along. But, I mean, yeah. this is a, a the good thing for the NFL this weekend. I mentioned this last night is the two football stadiums, Rams Day game tomorrow, Chargers night game for NBC. Those are all just south of downtown, the brush fires in a large area, like 8,000 acres. That's all north part of L.A., the San Fernando Torres, Valley. Torres' voice is going to sound like mine when, it, when it's at the Oh, end no. The yeah, that's it's, a, it's not been kind. Look, as long as I don't look like you by the end of the wow. weekend, right, that's all I care about. The weather, the wow. smoke on a lot of people. But, you know, you'd think outside, okay, but inside the last 24 hours here at the studios, this has not been good. The good news is the evacuation stuff, that's all over. Because Todd Gurley and some of the Rams had to actually leave their homes in the wow. last couple of days. But And this is the thing that over a 1,000 firefighters are fighting this weekend, so it's wow, no yeah, small it's thing. Serious, yeah. Okay, updating college football. 14th-ranked Boise State, 5-0 and this year, is leading at halftime against a 4-1 and Hawaii team that beat Arizona, as I yes, recall. Yes, I, I remember that game. Boise State's ripping Hawaii, 31-14, and Boise State's starting quarterback had left due to injury, and they're still winning big. Freshman Hank Bachmeyer took a hit, limped off, has not returned. Boise State up at the break. Arizona at home leads Washington in a battle of the unranked at halftime, 17-13 in Tucson. And at San Diego State, somehow the Aztecs are 4-1. They're hosting 4-1 Wyoming, and it's the Wyoming Cowboys up 14-13 mid-third quarter. Those are the only three late games. Earlier, we had the number three Georgia Bulldogs missing a 42-yard field goal attempt at the end and uh, losing at home in double overtime to South Carolina. Rodrigo, 20, what are you doing? 20-17. Yeah, this is the guy who has the extra points record for consecutive yep. or at least longest active. And 
He's a great kicker. You know, granted, this is longer than a college extra point, but it was surprising. Number five LSU tonight looked great. In fact, they averaged over 10 yards per play in beating Florida 42-28. to Ninth-ranked Notre Dame held on to edge USC 30-27. to The Trojans have now lost all three of their road games so far this season. Number 10 Penn State wins 17-12 to at Iowa. Louisville's victory was 62-59 at 19th-ranked Wake Forest. Louisville led by 21 points with under seven minutes to go. This was a crazy one. They even had a video review of the onside kick recovery at the end. And, of course, wow. with 50,000 people going for the ball at the Jeez. end, they couldn't reverse. It. And in double overtime at number 22, Baylor, Bears beat Texas Tech 33-30. to Each team had three turnovers and over 500 yards of offense. Temple in Philly upsets number 23, Memphis, 30-28. to NHL, Washington won 4-1 at Dallas tonight. Its first win at Dallas in regulation in 24 years. The Caps had been 0-13, 0-13-4 over the years. And Edmonton's 5-0 after beating the Rangers 4-1. There are two notable things here. Someone goes wow, 24 years. you're fired! <laughs> Somebody goes 24 years. The uh, NBA update is the Lakers this morning our time had an exhibition in China that they lost to the Nets. Anthony Davis left early with a sprained thumb. Yeah, so that. don't know if he'll be playing over the next week. The Lakers have their final three exhibitions all in California next week. And I mentioned the Suns won at Portland, hitting 24 three-pointers tonight. Update on the Rams running back Todd Gurley today that with his quad injury suffered a week ago at Seattle, he is officially out for Sunday's game wow. against undefeated San Francisco. Monday night, it's Green Bay against Detroit, and Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams with a toe injury is out for that game. The Jets wave quarterback Luke Falk and the Redskins place tight end Jordan Reed on injured reserve with a concussion. Hardly the first of his career. Back to you. All right. Thanks a lot to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. All you have to do is go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part of figuring out which way is easier. You can reach us, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We got some NFL to take a look at, Torres. A big, a big week in the uh, week six of the NFL. Um, as we head into week six, though, I know this. There's a couple things I know as we head into tomorrow's game, week six. The first things first, the Cleveland Browns aren't making the playoffs. All Ooh. that hype and all that talk. First of all, they're two and three, so don't act like that's some hot big take out there. I don't think they're going to beat Seattle tomorrow. I think they dropped the two and four. I'm really not trusting the offense. I'm starting to have a few doubts about Baker Mayfield. Not that he's you know a, a good quarterback, but he's certainly not a quarterback that – can do it all by himself. Um, yeah, I, I know heading into tomorrow, the Cleveland Browns are, are not going to make the playoffs. That was a whole bunch of smoke and mirror job there, you know? Well, all I'll say is the uh, division isn't looking too great, and they have a head-to-head win over Baltimore, but I don't dis- necessarily disagree with you. I'm going to go the opposite from yeah. the Monday night game and say that as we head into week six, what I know, the San Francisco 49ers can make the Super Bowl. I was so impressed. Wow, look at you. Look, I picked the 49ers now, at the beginning of the year to be you my You picked the Cowboys. Team. I know, but that was my sleeper team, and now you're stealing it. No, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, they're not sleeping <laughs> anymore. That's the problem. They're awesome. I mean, I don't know. That game, I was going to say, I don't know if you were able to watch it, but it was Monday night, so everybody watched yeah, it. Right, yeah. um, and they just destroyed on the did ground. They, wait, wait. Do you believe in something like this? Let me ask you since you're bringing that up. Did they really destroy him? Or when the score was 14-3 to and they threw it in the end zone and it should have been a touchdown and it got picked off, 
and then they came down and scored to make it 21-3. And then it went, Fox it went the whole other way. Do you believe in that? Do you say, oh, if they score there, it's a whole different game? Or do you just say, well, then they only lose by seven less points? I don't know how you look at that. All I'm saying is I'm yeah. looking at the box score right now. They had yeah. 446 yards of offense. Yes. The right. Browns had 180. Uh, and they averaged uh, seven yards per rush. And so I get the point. I know that that the game swings on that play. I get yes, all it that. Did. Yes. But I will also say that the game was not out of hand, and they just started running the ball right at the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Browns had no answer for it. All right. Heading into the games tomorrow, heading into Week Six, I know this. I actually do have interest in the Redskin Dolphin game. Believe what? it or not. Yes, I do. It's the two. You're fired. You're fired. It's the Tua Bowl, though. So. I mean, I don't know if I want my Dolphins to win or to lose. I mean, I want us to lose to go 0-16. But then again, I, I want to win one game. I'm, I'm so torn about this. Am I the only person in the world um, that cares about this game? And are their tickets plentiful? They're going for as low as $17. So um, go ahead and buy your tickets. I'm sure there's plenty of great seats available for this one, Torres. Yeah. No, this <laughs> one, uh, I don't even know what to say. I mean, listen, I'll say this. Yeah. And we've been saying you know you have no interest in this game whatsoever, zero, right? I'm, whatever's less than zero, yeah. Well, what about the Tua Bowl, though? You know, I, I mean, I, is it the Tua Bowl though? The Redskins wouldn't draft Tua if they got the number one well, overall pick. You may. You, they got rid of their coach and the front office. Supposedly, you know, they wanted Haskins, a new coach, may go in another direction. Arizona did that with you know they got, maybe, they said Rosen goodbye. I was gonna say maybe Haskins will end up on the Dolphins with Rosen. If 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 the Redskins get the number one overall pick, so uh, I'm interested in it. Uh, actually, no, I'm not. I, I I would I would like to lie and say that I am, but I'm not. I will tell you this: another game that I'm not interested yeah. in, even though as we head into Week Six, my big bold preseason prediction was the Los Angeles Chargers weren't going to make the playoffs. Right, and they are putrid. And that Sunday night game tomorrow is putrid. Steelers at Chargers. I think the Chargers are a mess. I don't think this gets any better for them. Yeah, not not a must see TV is that one. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> no, not not quite well, the game I was thinking about there. No, not at all. And I was going to say they they only have two wins this entire year. One was against the Colts in overtime in Week One, first game without Andrew Luck, and then they did beat your uh, Miami Football Dolphins. But then they lost to the Broncos last week, so that kind of tells you where they're at. Um, heading into Week Six, I'll give you one more. If the Rams don't win tomorrow, they're not going to make the playoffs. That's fair. Um, they'll drop the 3-3. Three and three. Gurley's hurt. San Francisco will go to 5-0 and oh in control of the division. Seattle's in that division. Uh, I'm starting to think that the Rams are taking a major step backwards. And there was a lot of not a lot of people, but there were some people that called that one um, when we were taking predictions and we had uh, experts on. There were people that were calling that the Rams weren't going to be a playoff team. I thought they were crazy at the time. Yeah, it, it's weird, right? Because the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. But yeah, you just, yeah. I mean, you looked at them, right? I mean, Goff, all the, the weapons on offense, even with Gurley at less than 100%. You have Brandon Cooks. Cooper Cup comes back. The defense, Aaron Donald's still there. The defensive backfield's good. But it just hasn't clicked. And the thing with this uh, Rams team is the division now looks so tough you lose at Seattle, but then also I just referenced San Francisco. So I'm with you. If they lose this game, that would mean they have head-to-head losses with Seattle and San Fran, and they would obviously the record would speak for itself at three and three. I'm with you. I don't disagree that if they lose uh, tomorrow or if they lose on uh, Sunday, that it would be bad for them. All right, we're getting ready for DeSager to join us, get us caught up on all the late news and notes and scores. 
By the way, I'm, I'm watching Fox on TV. I just saw Brady Quinn twice now. My wife said, oh, that's Brady Quinn. He's very good looking. I go, I know you said that once before. How many times are you going to keep saying that? He's very good looking. And I wonder how much work he's had done to him. Because I'm just as good looking as him, Torres. You know what I mean? Uh, no, well, I don't actually know what you mean. I've seen you in per. I've seen both of you in person. Uh, it's a, it, you know, I'll say you're Georgia. He's South Carolina. He's just running the ball right at you all freaking day. We'll come back. We'll talk oh, to you're, the Sager. You're, you're rattled right now. Yeah, I'm rattled. We'll talk to the Sager. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit how much will match. So millions of people are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Let's check in with the Sager as uh, pretty much everything winding down. Yeah. But my Arizona Wildcats leading halftime, my friend. We have three late games. Arizona 17-13 over Washington. Undefeated, thank you. Undefeated Boise State without its injured quarterback has scored again against Hawaii early in the third quarter. 30, it's making us look bad now. Yeah, it is. 38-14, Boise State in the lead. And the mighty Aztecs have taken the lead late third quarter in San Diego. 
San Diego State 19-14 over Wyoming with, shockingly, this is a, being a battle of 4-1 and one teams. <laughs> Uh, I got to mention that uh, one of the L.A. Times columnists, Arash Markazi, mentioned yeah, about Arash, high school yeah. basketball in L.A. Sierra Canyon, which has been notable for some kids on its rosters in recent years, they actually had a media day, kind of like Lakers that. and Clippers have. I saw no. that. I bet you more people went to their media day than the Clippers. LeBron James' kids on the team, Dwayne Wade's kids on the team, so I don't know. They also have a tall kid who's like Six, eight or something. Didn't Scotty like Pippen's kid used to be on the team? So yeah. right. What happened there. to him? He wasn't good enough for. He's what? at Vandy now. They're, they're, he's oh, that's right. Yeah, he's in college. That's right. He's at Vandy. They've had a lot of good players there. Marvin Bagley went there, etc. You mentioned the Georgia double overtime loss at home today against South Carolina. The official Twitter account of Georgia football at Georgia football has not tweeted in nine <laughs> hours. The last tweet that's up is touchdown Georgia seventeen South Carolina seventeen. Now Maybe other it went down. Maybe <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. No, that's <laughs> not true because other Georgia sites have actually reported that horror of horrors, Georgia lost a home game. But Georgia football, it's uh, radio silence, shall we say? That's shocking. That I is. A, I, a I, bit I lived shocking. in Atlanta. It's never radio silence with the University of Georgia. Mm. I don't know what's going on. And we've mentioned the missed field goal attempt at the end. But Jake Fromm, yeah. their quarterback, one touchdown, four turnovers today. Yeah including yeah. a pick six before halftime, and they lose right. a double overtime game against a team with a backup quarterback. So, notable. LSU was impressive, did trail briefly against Florida tonight in the third quarter, but then scored the last three touchdowns of the game, 42-28. So I am assuming still that the top three candidates for the Heisman Trophy this year, in whatever order, are the LSU quarterback, the Alabama quarterback, and the Oklahoma quarterback. Jalen Hurts and uh, Oklahoma did beat Texas 34-27. Yeah. But he didn't have a great numbers. Though, he Jaylen had a couple Hurts. of key turnovers. Now, yeah. over 100 yards rushing again and four total touchdowns. But amazingly, the story is a Big 12 defense. Sooners with nine sacks in this game, and Texas had none. As for games that were under the radar, yes, Notre Dame and Penn State got wins tonight. But games among unranked teams, Tennessee was 1-4. and four. It actually got a win at home this time today. The guy can come down off the billboard that was living up there. Uh, oh, that guy, yeah. yeah. How about that? The Vols, you didn't have to stay up there long. <laughs> the Vols 20-10 to 10 over Mississippi State. Purdue had been 1-4, and four, and they ripped Maryland 40-14. to 14. Rutgers is still in Division One football, I believe. 1-5 and five the record now. They got shut out 35 nothing at Indiana today. Uh, Duke clobbered Georgia Tech, which is one and five. Jeez. BYU lost at South Florida, blowing a fourth quarter lead 27-23. South Florida got the last 13 points. Proof that ESPN has too many channels. The Connecticut at Tulane game was on right. TV today. Whoa, oh, shots fired. Come on, <laughs> wow, that's my Torres. alma mater. UConn now one and five after losing 49-7 to at Tulane. I mentioned earlier UNLV with an easy win at Vanderbilt today. It was 34-10. to Virginia Tech was only 3-2 and two this year. They have really gone south in a hurry, yeah, that program. Geez. They got to play Rhode Island today, so that was a Vatek victory. And also, Army almost got shut out at Western Kentucky. They lost 17-8 to eight in that game. Air Force pulled away to beat uh, Fresno State. And how about the Minnesota Golden Gophers? 6-0 yeah. oh now. They led 34 nothing against Nebraska after 3. 34-7 the final. How about Nebraska? How about that? Thanks a lot, Steve DeSager. Two hours are in the books. The power hours coming up next. You want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We'll start asking questions for week six. Bernie Fratto will join us in about 20 minutes. We'll have our picks. All that coming up here. Fox Sports Radio. 
All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. All you have to do is visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Our buddy Bertie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, joins us in about 20 minutes. We'll get the Vegas perspective on what's going on for Saturday and take a look at Sunday's games. Plus, you'll get our picks coming up at about 45 past the hour uh, for week six of the NFL. Just kind of putting up a bow on this college football day. Uh, great day. It was just a lot of great games. Fun to watch, Torres. I have nothing to complain about this time. Finally, I, this is what I've been telling you about, that you young guys have no idea uh, that exists in college football, but you're just too young to realize this is what college football is about. Listen, I'm just a millennial. You know, I just I, I think every every weekend should get a participation trophy. Um, they all try really hard. Nah, man, I'm with you. It was great, and it started with the uh, Oklahoma Texas game on uh, on our air Fox Sports. It continued all day, and I can only hope that it continues the next couple weeks because. This was like why we love college football, why it's one of the greatest sports going, and I just hope it continues. What do you think is going to happen to Georgia with the loss to South Carolina? I mean, obviously we don't have the BCS poll. They were number three in other polls. How far are they going to drop? Do you drop them out of the top ten? Um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do to Georgia because it was at home, big favorites, South Carolina with injuries, third-string quarterback. Um, and they were able to pull off the victory. I think Georgia's going to be in for a rude awakening. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that they'll drop out of the top ten because Notre Dame. I, I I think most pollsters would disagree with us. You and I both think okay. Well, if Notre Dame is better right now, then we should put Notre Dame ahead. But I think Notre Dame will fall behind them. I think Florida, because of quote unquote public perception, will be behind Georgia. So I still think they find their way into the top ten at the back half. But you know they got a lot of work to do if they want to make a run here. Yeah, um, you know, just uh, as we wrap up the college football day today, uh, LSU with a good victory. Oklahoma holds off Texas. Wisconsin looks strong. I think if there was one team that came in under the radar that had a good victory, my vote would be Wisconsin. Nobody's paying attention to that 38 nothing victory over Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you can make a case for them. I think you can make a case even still for Penn State. I mean, Maybe. yeah. I, I, uh, what about Utah? Utah's a top 15 and they only won 52-7, but that was an Oregon State team, not very good. It was Oregon State, but it was also on the road. And, you know, listen, when you win by 45 on the road, that's a good thing. Uh, obviously, kind of a dumb thing for me to say. But, no, I mean, you know, I, I don't know, man. I just think that there are this year, I actually think there's a lot of really good teams in college football. We came in, Bama Clemson, Bama Clemson, and you look at, you just mentioned Utah now sitting at, uh, five and one. Yep. Oregon five yeah, and I, one. Yeah, I, and I should have brought up Arizona State's victory over Washington State, thirty-eight thirty-four, which was another good game earlier today. Um, matter of fact, uh, Washington State had the lead with a little over a minute left. Give Arizona State credit. Daniels, great freshman quarterback. Very lucky to have him at Arizona State. They come back down. They get the victory. You know what I was thinking about today yeah. is remember when Herm Edwards got hired at yes. And, oh, it's the worst hire. And, listen, I was probably one of those guys, too. Oh, it's the worst hire ever, blah, blah, blah. Imagine if I had told you in year two that Herm Edwards would be 5-1 and one and Chip Kelly would be 1-5. You would have thought I was crazy. What would you said about Nebraska? <laughs> I'm with you. I was thinking about him, too, today. Is that, yeah, Frost, yeah. Yeah, is, is and kind of the same thing in the conference and everything is – 
Jim Harbaugh, and we spend so much time talking about Jim Harbaugh, I get it, but this guy, even when he, first two years, he goes 10-3 and three and 10-3, and three, and it still wasn't good enough for people, people saying, oh, because he couldn't beat, because uh, he couldn't beat uh, Ohio State that he was underachieving. You look at Scott Frost, man. I mean, that guy was four and eight last year. They're four and three this year, and they probably should have lost last week. They needed a last second field goal. They got smoked by Minnesota today. By the way, Minnesota, I don't know if they'll the, the they should be in the top twenty five come yeah, this week. Six and zero. Oh. Six and zero. Oh, and check this out. They have Indiana next week, and or uh, excuse me, they have uh, Rutgers, and I believe it is. Uh, Rutgers and Maryland over the next two weeks, oh, wow. so they could start eight and zero going into the wow. end of their schedule. They do have Penn State, Iowa, and Wisconsin to end the season, but they could be eight and zero at some point this season. Um, let's get the Twitter again. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Jeff says every time Arnie makes that noise when he talks about Arizona, he sounds like a wild boar looking for a mate. No, I'm just doing my wildcat roar. Torres? No, you sound like some, yeah, you sound like maybe an injured wildcat. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, rabies. I, this, I, something. There's something there. I'm not sure. It's certainly not a, an intimidating wildcat. I'll tell you that much. All right. Uh, and by the way, my wildcat's now losing 2017, and it's fourth down, so they're gonna have to punt the ball. Beer Baron says no stopping my LSU Tigers this year. They're going all the way. He's made a case. I I, I can't argue with them just yet. They're looking damn good right now. They got, listen, I had them, I think, at number two in my poll. No, I had them at number one because there is not a team with a more impressive resume right now, two more impressive wins than Florida at home, Texas on the road. They're looking really good. We know Alabama's coming up in a few weeks. They actually have to play Auburn first, which isn't going to be an easy game, but they're playing really, really, really well right now. Matter of fact, Tanner sends this in. Torres is right. Clemson has no resume, and if Bama and LSU are undefeated or have one loss— um, Ohio State, Oklahoma are undefeated. Clemson should be left out of the playoff. Well, that's, well, that, I already got a headache just reading that one. Well, right let there. me ask you this. <laughs> How about Oregon? I mean, if Oregon – so here's the thing. So Oregon and Utah are both uh, – they have one loss right now each. They don't play each other in the regular season. Right. If they're both 11-1 and one going into that big Pac-12 championship game – Winner it, goes automatic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think you could have, you could make a case that Oregon or Utah, with with whatever wins that they have at that point, would have a more impressive resume than uh, than Clemson. Let alone uh, a one loss LSU or a one loss Georgia or a one loss. Well, Clemson's Notre Dame. not going to lose though. You can't leave Clemson out if they're going to go undefeated. They're not yeah. going to lose. They're not. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Is yeah. I I can't see a scenario where they get left out. But they are going to have a terrible. Even if they win, they're going to have a terrible resume. By the way, the team that most people kind of thought was like okay, they're the toughest competition in the other division in the ACC was Virginia, and Virginia lost last night yes. to Miami. Who isn't good? <laughs> ACC is terrible besides yeah, Clemson. I agree with you. Brian says the real upset is how far the NFL franchises in Miami and Washington have fallen. Yeah, uh, talking about the game for tomorrow between the Redskins and the Dolphins. Yeah, they used to be historic franchises. I mean, you don't remember the days of John Riggins and Miami going undefeated and, you know, all those great years. And even when Marino didn't even get to the Super Bowl but once, still a lot better than what we have right now with these two franchises. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's funny because I, I hear, and I'm in my mid-30s now, and I don't remember the glory days of the the Redskins. And no. it's been one thing. I mean, at least the Dolphins have made the playoffs here and there. I know the Redskins have too, but – 
you know, the, the Redskins have really basically not been relevant my entire time watching football, and that's 25-plus years. It shows you how long it's been. Everybody should be forced to make a pick on that game tomorrow between – I guess you got to take the yeah. Dolphins plus three and a half, don't you? I, I picked to take a walk. I'm not. I'll go get some fresh air. I ain't watching that game. But <laughs> what what was the spread? Two and a half. Uh, it's three and a half. Three and a half in that game. Redskins are favored on the road. How about that? Craig wants to know who 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 can beat the Seahawks. Um, they are looking pretty good right now, but I kind of like San Francisco in that division. You know. Yeah, I mean, who can beat the Seahawks? The Saints beat them already once, so I mean, I guess the Saints probably qualify. I, I listen. I I think San Francisco right now is the team to beat in that division as well. Uh, but I will say Seattle. You know, we we spent a lot of time talking about it last week, coming off the win against the Rams. But they are a very fun team to watch, and Russell Wilson just unbelievable, just unbelievable. All right, all right. I know Bernie's going to join us in about ten minutes from now, so. Uh, a few things about the NFL as we head into week six. Just a, a, a few things on this. Where is the upset going to come from tomorrow? Which team, eh, we'll say about four or five-point underdogs, do you think is going to go ahead and, and pull off the upset? Not that this is a big one, though, um, but they do find themselves a three-and-a-half to four-point underdog. That's the Philadelphia Eagles going on the road to play Minnesota. I know Phelan was sick. He should be okay for the game. I can't trust Cousins. Wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia won this game as a four-point underdog. Not a big upset, but uh, not a bad one. I kind of like Philadelphia maybe in this one. Yeah, the one that I was going to point to, but I don't think it'd be an upset according to Vegas, is Jacksonville at home against New Orleans. Um, New Orleans, look, they're a great story. I've gushed about Teddy Bridgewater, how awesome that that guy has been. But you look at some of these wins. You mentioned it last week. The Cowboys win two weeks ago. They don't score a touchdown. Last week, uh, they they finally seem to hit their stride. I'm just not so. I'm sold on Teddy Bridgewater. I'm sold on the Saints, but they've been playing so well. They're due for kind of a, a letdown. And I'll tell you what, Gardner Minshew, lot of Minshew mania going on right now. Uh, but they say that three times fast. I'd rather not. I, yeah, I might yeah. say something inappropriate that'll get us in trouble. So, no, nah, that's one that stood out to me. But I guess technically it's not an upset because I think Jacksonville's a slight favorite. Yeah, they're, they're, they're two, which I'm surprised about that. They may have the wrong team favorite. Um, a team that must win tomorrow, and I, I think I brought this up earlier to you, has to be the Cleveland Browns. They're two and three. You're playing at home. I know you're playing Seattle, but you can't afford to go two and four. That pretty much drops you out and really, you know, makes you in a hole. I don't think you'll make the playoffs if you start off two and four. Um, they looked good two weeks ago. Last week, as you mentioned, they didn't look so good against San Francisco. They've got to win this game and get back to three and three. Otherwise, their season may be over. Oh, and oh, by the way, if they don't win this game, they got the Patriots next. So, ouch. ouch. So you're now looking at whatever that would be two and five. Yeah. The team to me that's got to win is one you mentioned earlier, Arnie. I'm surprised you didn't mention this one. That's those Los Angeles Rams. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. win this game, you're now three and three, and you have head-to-head losses in the division to Seattle and San Francisco. That's a lot to overcome. I mean, listen, I know it's only we're going into week six here. It's six games into the season, but six games into the season is more of a third of the way, th- more than a third of the way through. At some point, you got to win some of these games. The Rams must win on Sunday. By the way, who do you like in that game? I actually like the Rams for that reason. I, I know I've been... Even without Gurley if he's not playing, right? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't really played. No, the, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I just think that, one, 
I, I think the schedule works out nice for them. They got all that extra time off playing Thursday. San Francisco played Monday night. So I do think they get the win. I don't think even if they win and even if they look good, it means the season is saved and the season's turned around. I just think the schedule worked out nicely for them. All right, let me back up one more to remember when I said an upset. Would I be crazy to think that the Jets could upset the Cowboys after the Cowboys have looked the last couple of weeks out in the Meadowlands? Am I crazy to think the Jets could win this game or what, Aaron? I think you're crazy. I actually heard uh, Colin Cowherd, one of his blazing five picks, was the Jets in the points. I don't buy yeah, it. That's with the points, though, not winning straight up. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think they can win straight up. Listen, I get the Dallas frustration. Uh, listen, Dak did not have a great game the other day. Three picks, all that stuff. And and anyone that watched the game know that, that um, you know, Dallas rallied late, but it wasn't even as close as the final score might indicate. But I think they played two of the two of the better teams in the league, one on the road against the Saints, and then of course the Packers last week. I just don't think the Jets are that good. And the one thing about the the Cowboys so far this season, they've taken care of business against the teams they're supposed to. Good thing Ezekiel Elliott held out for that money because he wouldn't be getting it on base what he did this year. Uh, that's for huh? sure. He doesn't look very good. Well, and the Dak's the opposite. He's losing money every time he takes the field. He Is he got- really though? Is he really just based on the last two games or what? I mean. I, I mean, listen. It, it, yeah. Two games aren't going to define anything, but you also you got to be realistic about this and say he wants thirty plus million dollars a year. He's got to start winning some of these marquee games. Uh, let's see what Vegas is saying about the games. We'll talk to Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas. He's coming up next. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. Of course, my Wildcats fumble right as we get back from the break. Just put me in a bad mood. Washington still up 2017 over my Wildcats, 543 left in the third. Not looking good right now. And, of course, everybody on Twitter has to tell me what's going on. Like, I don't have the game on in front of me. They have to tweet me this. Let's go ahead and go to our guest. He comes on after us at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas. It's our buddy, Bernie Fratto. Bernie, right off the bat, as we talk about Sunday's games, I guess uh, three of the pros jumped to the book or jumped to the window uh, they wanted to get in early. What three games was uh, everybody running to the window for? Well, by Tuesday, the number one team the wise guys like to fade is the Chargers due to their injuries and the fact that their home field advantage is so scant that they could sue for lack of support. So they jumped on the Steelers catching six and a half. Uh, they jumped on the Jaguars against the Saints. And then, of course, uh, the Seahawks uh, against Cleveland. Wow. What about this Texas-Oklahoma game? Uh, a couple things here. One, you and I were just kind of texting this morning, and mm-hmm. the handle on this game was insane, right? And then there was some other stuff involved with the betting on this? Right, Aaron. There were almost 30,000 bets placed on this game. Wow. And for a college game, that's very high. Usually a typical college game has about 5,000, an NFL game between five and 10,000. They're always outliers. Uh, but this particular game, all week, a lot of action coming in, and it's got an interesting backstory because, as we all know, Texas covered today. Let's not bury the lead. Texas was getting 10.5, and, and they covered. They lost by 7. Prior to today's game, the last six times in the Red River shootout, Texas not only covered all six, they won three outright. Ooh. Here's what's interesting. Here's the quick backstory. Yeah. 54% of the tickets came in on uh, the Longhorns. However... That was when the line was 10. The books moved it to 10, from 10 to 10 and a half. And you say to yourself, well, why would the books do that if the, mon- the majority of the money's coming in on Texas? Because the sharp money was coming in on Oklahoma. The sharps truly believed that Texas ranked 126th defense would falter today. And, you know, you hear the term sharp money. What is sharp money? Sharp money is the respected money, it's the syndicate money. These are the guys that bet the limits, the big limits that could have six figures on a game. Hmm. And when you go back and reconcile the books and you audit, the Sharps always seem to have a way to jump on the game when the line is at its most advantageous. So if that game had landed on 10, which it could have, it danced around 10 a few times, the Sharps would have pushed, and the people who had 10 and a half, well, you know, there you have it. All right, Bernie, uh, people actually putting money on the Patriots to go 16-0, 16-0, and 0, what kind of odds are you getting on that, and what's the most they're putting on? There were two big bets that came in just this week. A gentleman walked into the Superbook, put 9500 down on the Pats to go undefeated. Wow. That will pay out a cool 74000 if Ooh. the Pats go 16-0. and 0. But almost the same day, another better came in with a contrarian point of view, put $24,000 down. To the, the pat for the Patriots to not go undefeated to lose a game that will only win two thousand. Oh, 
Yeah, um, I think that's better. Go ahead, Torres. No, I was going to say one game that Arnie and I were just talking about, um, Rams and San Francisco. How much of a factor is it the fact that the Rams have the extra time off playing last Thursday? Of course, the 49ers just played Monday night. That's an excellent question, and it's an excellent point because it is a big factor. You call that a scheduling spot in gambling. The Rams have more time to prepare and they're home. Meanwhile, the Niners, coming off their Monday night game, they're only 0-5 straight up and against the spread following Monday night. Both teams have injuries. The Niners have more injuries. And the Niners like to run the ball a lot, and they're down three offensive tackles, two starters and one second-string tackle. Now, the Rams are without Todd Gurley, but the fact of the matter is, as Fezzik pointed out earlier today, the markets don't seem to care as much anymore. Malcolm Brown is running the ball at a higher clip than Gurley was. The Rams are home. The wise guys like the Rams. All right, what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Texans? I can't believe the Chiefs are only a four-point favorite at home. I really like them, but I, I think uh, the rest of the public is on the Texans on this one. Well, you're right, Arnie, and uh, it's it's a, one of the smaller lines. It's right around four right now. Deshaun Watson is 8-2-1 and one against the spread as a dog in his wow. career, 4-0 when he's uh, facing a team who's coming off a loss. The Kansas City defense is nothing to write home about, guys. They're allowing 393 yards per game. That's good for 25th in the NFL. Teams are rushing to the tune of 156 yards per game. That ranks them 30th in the NFL, 5.3 yards per attempt. That's good for 31st in the NFL. The saving grace, Patrick Mahomes, is pretty good off a loss. He's 3-1, 13 touchdowns to two interceptions and a 114 QB rating. But if I'm a betting man, and I am a betting man, yeah. I'd look to the dog here. Wow. Uh, another line that seems to have moved, uh, Cleveland. So they, uh, from everything I'm reading, they opened at two and a half. Now it's a pick, give or take a half a point. Um, what does that say? I mean, we all watched that Monday night game. It was a disaster. I'm kind of surprised they even opened as a favorite. I know they're at home, but but what what do you make of that line and the movement on it? Well, I think betters are finding the value in Cleveland now because, you know, the, the market's probably overreacted to one bad Cleveland game. It's a game that I am very weary of if I'm a Browns fan. We saw the 49ers rush for 275 yards uh, last week against Cleveland. Meanwhile, Seattle runs the ball well. I don't know how Cleveland stops them, and not for nothing. The Browns are merely 1-8 straight up and 1-7-1 against the spread. After consecutive road games, they get to come home against a better team with a better quarterback. It's a stay away for me, but if I had a gun to my head, I kind of like the Seahawks. Bernie, what's going on with this uh, Eagles-Vikings game? Vikings three and a half. Thielen was sick. I guess he's going to be okay. Um, Both are three and two. I mean, talk about, I don't know if it's a must win for both teams, but you can't drop the three and three and, you know, feel good about yourselves. What's going on with this game? Well, Minnesota's laying three, and the sharp money's on Minnesota. Zimmer is 18-2 and two against the spread as a home favorite against non-divisional teams. Remember, we talked about the Vikings last week. It was their get-well game on the road against the Giants. The Eagles 1-9 and nine against the spread in their last 10 when they allow their opponent wow. to rush for more than 160 yards. Meanwhile, the Vikings running for 166 yards per game. On average, Dalvin Cook had 200 last week. I like the Vikings at home. Last one for me, Burn. I actually want to switch gears to college really quick. Uh, big game next week is Penn State hosting Michigan. I think we're all still trying to figure out what's the deal with Michigan, what's the deal with Penn State. 
What does Vegas say early on this one, which is the marquee game next week in college? Looks like when the line opens up tomorrow, you'll see Penn State is a four-point favorite at College Station. It'll wow. be a whiteout game next Saturday night um, in, Hap- in Happy Valley. Excuse me, College Station's Texas A&M. And uh, think about it, guys. Uh, Michigan was a five-point dog at Wisconsin, got bet to four and a half. Penn State will be about a four-point favorite. If Wisconsin played Penn State on a neutral, Sharps make Wisconsin a one-point favorite. I think the line's about right where it should be, and we'll see what the markets say because, once again, for my money, Michigan didn't look too well today, and their ball security continues to be a real issue. Put a million dollars on Penn State for me. Would you do that, Bernie? Love Penn State for next week. I'm heading right to the book, Arnie, to get your million down and get my participation trophy. I love it. Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. He comes on after us at the top of the hour. Bernie, always a pleasure. We always appreciate it. We'll be listening. We'll speak to you later on. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Bernie. uh, Bernie Fratto, everybody, straight out of Vegas. Ooh, I like that. I like some of that Penn State only four laying them. I just don't like the way Michigan looks right now, no doubt about that. You're going to drive down to Jersey and sit in the sports book and wait for that line to come out tomorrow? I actually got a sports book a couple hours away from me in New York. Oh! Yeah, I just have to cross cross the lake and drive a couple hours and get a couple of bets down, you know? There you go. Well, I know what you're going to do on Sunday morning now. I, I I do like them. That was a good call to ask him. I was wondering what that line was going to go ahead and be. And, uh, yeah, that will be coming out tomorrow. I didn't get the chance to ask him on the Redskins-Dolphins. Must be a oh. lot of interest on that one, Torres. Uh, I wonder if people are going to bet that, though. Listen, first of all, people bet everything. But yes, exactly. Y- yeah, I do wonder where the money is coming in. Uh, that would have been a good question to ask. We should have asked it. That's my bet. It's coming in on the Redskins, I believe. They opened up at a three and a half. It's now up to four. So I'm assuming a little bit of money might have come in on the Redskins at that point. My money's coming in on I do not plan on watching that game at all tomorrow. So, You know, zero interest in that. You don't care who two is going to go. Wouldn't that be funny if two had decided to stay another year in school, <laughs> huh? No, it wasn't that funny. Relax. I'd it was. Crushed. That was good. Imagine yeah. if he did. Listen, he's still got another year. Why not? It'd be horrible. But, you know, that's his prerogative. Maybe he doesn't want to play for the Redskins or the Dolphins or – one of those lousy franchises, that's for sure. By the way, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much it will match. So millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. We'll come back. Uh, we'll go ahead. We'll do uh, the rest of week six. We'll take a look at that. Then we'll have our picks coming up at about 45 past the hour. First, though. Final look at what's trending with our buddy Steve DeSager. My Wildcats down by 10 right now, but they are driving. What's going on? I saw a strange FS1 graphic in this broadcast tonight. Now, Washington's winning at Arizona 27-17 late in the third quarter. Washington with the halftime lead in their had, uh, what, the second quarter lead and then 17 points for Arizona in the second quarter that Washington hasn't actually secured a victory with a halftime lead in four years. So, I don't know. They've but, come, but, but it's going to happen today. I can see that, right? They, they've come back for the lead with two third-quarter touchdowns. So, late yes. third quarter, it's 27-17, Huskies in the lead. And Rub the update yes. on uh, – we're just dealing with facts here. The update on undefeated Boise State. They are leading 52 uh, to, what, 29 now to over Hawaii. It's about 10 minutes to go. But the concern is the freshman starting quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer of Boise, who left after taking a hit while scrambling – and apparently had trouble walking, and the last report was that he left the locker room pads off, done for the night, so we'll see about his season, but certainly not 
coming back in this lopsided, as it's turned out, home game and a battle against a four and one Hawaii team. But Boise up big. A yep. battle of four and one teams in San Diego. And the San Diego State Aztecs, with about a minute and a half to go, are leading 26 22 against Wyoming. Number one Alabama got four touchdown passes from Tua Tonga Vailoa. Bama led in the third quarter 34 13. 47 28 the win at soon to be unranked Texas AM. Number two Clemson led. Florida State, 42-0 in the third quarter. Aaron, I like that you brought up that it was very recent history. The Florida State won the national championship. You wouldn't know it. 45-14 Clemson, the final. Seminoles with four turnovers. They had 10 first downs, nine punts today. And number three, Georgia lost in double overtime at home, missing a late field goal. 20-17 South Carolina, the final, winning with a backup quarterback. Number five, LSU averaged over 10 yards per play tonight. Got three touchdown passes from Joe Burrow and beat Florida 42-28. The game in Dallas went to Oklahoma over Texas, 34-27. Sooners defense with nine sacks. Eighth-ranked Wisconsin, 38-0 over Michigan State. Remember the awful Spartans offense against ASU earlier in the season? Bad at Wisconsin today. The Spartans, seven first downs, nine punts, two turnovers as well. Rushing as a team, Michigan State, 21 carries, 30 yards. And on third down conversions, they were 2 of 14. Aside from that, the offense is just great this year. So make sure to ask the coach about it. Number nine, Notre Dame, 30 to 27 over USC. The Irish had led 20 to 3 in the third quarter. Notre Dame over 300 yards rushing tonight, 176 by Tony Jones. And a key, the Irish were 3 for 3 on field goals. They won by 3. Number 10, Penn State won 17 to 12 at Iowa, which was not good tonight. They missed a field goal and a two-point try, lost by 5. They also had two turnovers that Penn State turned into 10 points. Yep. Uh, Utah and Michigan with road wins. Arizona State with a late touchdown beat Washington State 38-34. That was a good game. It was, was Baylor two overtimes with a victory. By the way, uh, on the uh, Pac-12 network broadcast, which, of course, few people can see, I will say, let's go. Uh, I heard, let's go to Mark Willard for an update. Our former guy here moved back to Northern California, which is where the Pac-12 network is. He's in is. the studio. Yeah, he He's Pac-12 got that gig. Studio, Congrats yeah. to him. Temple beat number 23, Memphis. Cincinnati got a win at Houston, which had five turnovers. And I must mention the game at Wake Forest tonight, ranked 19th in the country. Wake lost at home 62-59 to Louisville. Louisville led by 21 points with under seven minutes to go. Wake had nearly 670 yards of offense. They had 40 first downs in this game and lost. 40 first downs in under 28 minutes time of possession. But they had three turnovers and lost. And uh, as far as the baseball, it was on Fox TV tonight, but the rest of the ALCS will be on FS1, including Game 2 tomorrow night. Yankees are up one game to none after shutting out top-seeded Houston in their building. 7-0, Glabar Torres with five RBIs. Yankees had three solo homers. Houston had three hits. Masahiro Tanaka beat Zach Granke. And Washington with Max Scherzer beat St. Louis again 3-1. to one, So that's two games to none. Nats, back to you. How are Dodger fans doing out there, DeSager? They are ready and willing to talk about this team. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there are so – it was clearly – it was a really good example of two things. One, a team loss throughout the five games. There were Seager, Bellinger, there are many – Dave Roberts, Clayton Kershaw, Joe Kelly. There are so many things that went wrong. Yeah. (sighs) I just – it's almost too long a conversation. But uh, it's just – it gives you pause for thought that a team can be that good – and have that, in a negative sense, that spectacular a crash and burn end to your season. Really stunning. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. All you have to do is go to geico.com 
or give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. My Wildcats had gone in for a score, but they called a penalty on them, so they're going to have to back this one up. Uh, that's going to sting, no doubt about that. Uh, Torres, let's kind of look at the rest of week six in the NFL. And then, of course, we'll get our picks coming up at about 45 past the hour. Um, Texans and Kansas City. Uh, you, uh, First of all, I, am I one of the few that really thinks that Kansas City is just going to show up there with their best game? Everybody jumping on the Texans, especially what happened last week when they had such a good game. People kind of poo-pooing on Kansas City right now because they've got so many injuries, Torres. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's weird because I think we all look at Patrick Mahomes, how great uh, he is, but I I look at that team, I mean, look, we know they lost to the Colts last week, but they could have lost to the Lions two weeks ago, and even before that, uh, the Ravens, that was a closer game than, uh, you know, that was a close game right down to the wire, so the, 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 the Chiefs are just not putting away teams and putting up points the way that they did in the past, so it wouldn't surprise me if there was an upset tomorrow. By the way, are you getting up early? For the Panthers Buccaneers, that's going to be in London, six thirty Pacific time, nine thirty here on the East Coast. So it's perfect time for me. I kind of get a triple header, you know. Yeah, I will not be getting up. Um, wow. You know, I'll put it on when I'm awake. Real quick, <laughs> what do you oh. think about what's going on in Carolina right now with Kyle Allen and Cam Newton? I mean, I'm not saying Cam Newton's lost his job. But Kyle Allen keeps winning these games, and the the Panthers are proving they really don't need Cam Newton right now. Well, I I think right now as as the year goes along, yeah, I think you're going to be right about that one. I'm wondering how many years he has left on the contract. Maybe it's time for uh, them to move on in a different direction, especially with a lot of quarterbacks out there too. You may be right about that. He may be looking uh, for another team sooner than later. Yeah, it's just it's one of those where it, it's a weird deal because it's not as though Kyle Allen was like a, a high draft pick and you're ready to hand over the organization to him and he hasn't been incredible, but what he's done is what you need your quarterback to do, which is get the ball to all those playmakers. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, they got so many guys that can do stuff. Curtis Samuel and Kyle Allen's just doing that right now. And Cam Newton wasn't for whatever reason, whether it was injuries, whether he's just whatever, getting older, whatever. And I'm just wondering if Kyle Allen keeps winning these games, like how soon till we have to start having the conversation about it's time to move on from Cam. And and by the way, and six thirty is too early for you. You just can't. Uh, what time will Torres get up and tune that one in? About halftime or what? Uh, I'll be up early, so you know, whenever I get up, I'll uh, I'll flip that one on. But um, you see, it's good for us here on the East Coast. You get the nine thirty, then the one o'clock, and then you get the late game. So we. We kind of get that triple header. Uh, West Coast time, that's too early to get up to watch a little football. You, you really have an excuse to just not talk to your wife all day tomorrow. That's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. The NFL, they're not doing any favors to to East Coast marriages, I'll tell you that much. Uh, we also brought up the Seahawks and the Browns. I said the Browns have to win this game. If there was one team that has to win to save their season, I don't want to panic just yet, but they're 2-3. and three. Uh, They're playing at home. They dropped the two and four. They're certainly behind the eight ball. Not that they can't turn it around, but I don't like the position they're going to be in. Uh, don't like the way their offense looked last game. And again, they're playing Seattle. That's going to be a tough one. I think the Browns are going to find a tough game tomorrow, and I, I think they lose and and probably drop the two and four. Find themselves behind that eight ball. Yeah, it's crazy because I know that Bernie said that um, 
you know, that early on that the the people like the Browns, but the Sharps. Yes, I don't yeah. I don't see it, man. I really don't. Especially we talked about scheduling play with Rams and and 49ers, the Rams having three extra days because of the Thursday night game. Well, the Seahawks have three extra days because of the Thursday night game. Uh Cleveland playing on the West Coast on Monday. I think Cleveland's sluggish. I think they struggle. I think the Seahawks win convincingly. Vikings and the Eagles not getting enough talk. I don't know what it is. Uh, it seems like everybody's concentrating on Kansas City and the Texans. Uh, but this one, monster game. I mean, either you drop the 3-3 three and three or you go up to 4-2. and two. A lot of people liking the Eagles. I don't have a lot of confidence in Cousins in this one. I think Minnesota's probably the better team, but I don't want to lay three and a half points. This is just a good one to sit back and watch. I'm going to enjoy this one. I'm I'm 100% with you. I would not put any of my uh, hard-earned money on this one um, for that exact reason is, look, obviously the Vikings looked better last week against the Giants. We all get that. Uh, But you know what? I really don't have a great feel for Philly either. Like, I know they've won two straight. I know they took care of business against the Jets, but – I don't know. I just I'm not. I'm still not sold on this team. I want to see it. I want to see them piece it together three, four weeks in a row before I really buy into them. You know, everybody talks about the Saints and they're an underdog in this one going to Jacksonville. Remember now, Teddy Bridgewater is not there to win a Super Bowl. Teddy Bridgewater is there to just keep things moving along until Drew Brees comes back, and that's exactly what he's doing. If they do win a Super Bowl, the games that Teddy Bridgewater started will be just as important, though. Because it kept them, you know, to try to go ahead and get home field advantage when they do get to the playoffs. That's the position they put them in, and they've got to continue. I don't know why the Jaguars are favored in this one. I think I like the Saints in this. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at the Jags last week, um, even though they did not beat uh, the the Panthers, they outgained them. They played well. And the Saints, you know, it just feels like don't the, doesn't it feel like the Saints are due for a letdown? They've had a lot of big games. They obviously they beat Dallas a few weeks ago. They won at Seattle. They won convincingly against the Bucks last week. It feels like they're due for a letdown. But the great teams don't always necessarily have letdowns. So it wouldn't surprise me if they were able to get the win here. And by the way, I I love the Ravens laying all kinds of points. Yeah. I don't know why people are saying take Cincinnati plus the eleven. I think the Ravens crush them in this game. I'm with you. I wish I could give you something else, but I, I just don't buy the the Bengals at all. Um, and I think the Ravens win convincingly, and I think they continue to pick up nice wins as they try to win that division. We'll come back. We'll start giving you our picks for the games tomorrow. That's next. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. You just saw my Wildcats get down by two touchdowns. Uh, do you have to send in the tweets like that? It's killing me, Torres. It's it's killing me when they rub it in my face like that. It destroys me. What did they say? You know, they put up the Washington Husky logo, and they tweet that to me. And University of Washington, urgh, yeah, right. <laughs> very upsetting. Like I, look, I take my college sports very seriously because I went to an Ivy League school. You went to the um, Arizona University of Arizona. Yeah, I don't know what what uh, maybe the Poison Ivy League. I don't know that <laughs> that's the best I could come up with off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'll, I'll, give I'll, us music. Put us in the mood. Let's get to our picks. I'll start things off. Baltimore laying eleven and a half against Cincinnati. I just brought this up to you, Torres. How could I not lay that points? I'll lay those points. Cincinnati is just putrid. They got to go on the road. 
Ravens have struggled a little bit, but uh, I think they get their offense going in this one. I love the Ravens minus the 11 and a half. First one for me, uh, Jacksonville at home giving three to New Orleans. I just think New Orleans is due for a letdown game. So many marquee games the last month. Jacksonville actually played very well, even though they didn't beat Carolina last week. I like Jacksonville minus three at home against New Orleans. I'm jumping on Kansas City. Uh, I only have to lay four at home. Yes, look, I'm aware, well aware of Texans. And the offense they could put up, but are they really going to go into Kansas City and match the Chiefs' points for points? Yes, the Chiefs do have injuries, but I still think they're the better team here. Give me Kansas City minus the four, and they're at home. That's going to be the cheapest I'll have to lay with Kansas City at home in uh, all year long. Speaking of a home favorite, uh, Rams minus three against San Francisco. We talked Ooh. about it with Bernie. A scheduling play, as the pros call it. San Francisco just played on Monday night. Rams played last Thursday, so they got an extra three days off. I just think this is the right spot for the Rams. They need to win this game. They will win this game. They'll cover the three. I can imagine, though, all the um, regular betters are going to be taking San Francisco plus the points because they're undefeated. It looks like a bargain, doesn't it? Well, and betting is so much, people are so much about what they just saw recently, and obviously yes, San Francisco yes. dominated. But I think you got to look at the bigger picture, and that's why I do like the Rams. I have taken the Packers on Monday night, laying four against Detroit. Now, Detroit has injuries. Packers were impressive. Matter of fact, they've picked it up offensively, offensively also. I think four is a, a low number here. I'm going to take the Packers in this one. Yeah, I'll take the Packers, too. I mean, Detroit is coming off a bye, and they did look good. But Green Bay, you know, Aaron Rodgers looked like vintage Aaron Rodgers the other day in Dallas. Uh, I think he's clicking with Matt LaFleur, the new head coach. I think he's clicking with his skill position, guys. Jimmy Graham looks revitalized. I like the I like the Packers minus four at home on Monday night as well. And then be throwing one more bonus pick. And I know you said they weren't going to make the playoffs and you were anti them at the beginning of the year. But I get, don't I have to take the Chargers? And lay six against a Pittsburgh team that is just horrible. Can't get out of their own way. And now getting a new quarterback uh, to start this weekend. I mean, shouldn't I take the Chargers minus six? That's a bargain, isn't it? It feels like it, right? I mean, I never even heard of the, the Steelers quarterback this week. Until he, he got into the game last week. But Right, right. He got in last week. I'm just saying, man. I, I don't know how the Chargers lose that game at home. But they have not looked good so far this year. And no pick on the big game tomorrow between the Redskins and the Dolphins for the Tua Bowl. Loser will have the upper hand. Well, I shouldn't say will have the upper hand to go uh, 0-16 because the Bengals haven't had a win either. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of competition for that number one spot uh, for, for the draft next year. Yeah, I'll say this. I don't know how much time we have here, but the Bengals, they got to start thinking about life after Andy Dolan. It's not like that guy's exactly getting the job done right now. So I'd be curious if the Bengals found themselves in that top spot, if they would take consider taking Tua. Yeah, and by the way, like I said, watch out for the Jets tomorrow against the Dallas Cowboys. I think you're crazy. Don't like the way the Cowboys have looked the last couple of games. A lot of pressure on them. They're going on the road. See if the Jets keep this close. By the way, thanks to the crew, Eric Roberts, uh, doing a good job. Dolphin Don, our technical director, of course, the Sager, on the updates. Remember now, coming up at the top of the hour, our buddy Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. He'll give you the Vegas perspective, let you know what happened to the books today and which way the lines are moving for the games tomorrow. And believe me, there'll be a lot of movement. There's a lot of money coming up on. There's a lot of great games tomorrow. 
So uh, looking forward to that. We'll be listening to Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas uh, coming up right after us at the top of the hour. For my partner, Aaron Torres, I'm Arnie Spanier. Uh, certainly appreciate all the tweets. Stick around for Bernie here. Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.